Rock with a two Springfield's classic rock. It's 534 in the Stone Temple Pilots on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 50. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Actually kind of excited. Dave Ratner from Dave Soda in Pet City will be uh, on the show this after 8 o'clock today. To talk about the Atlanta Braves. Yes, to talk about baseball primarily. Yeah, well, when you want to talk about baseball, you go to a guy who knows all about soda and pets. Well, he knows other things too. I'm sure he's a... Been watching the baseball around the clock, all the analysis that you were expecting for World Series baseball. I, I don't know if I see him watching baseball games. I don't know. I don't know. It's always possible. We'll find out. We'll also be talking to uh, somebody from the Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bartini will be joining us around 845 this morning to talk about that. A comedy contest. That'll be cool. Yeah. I don't know if it's a contest. But or a festival. Festival. What yeah. does that mean, really? It means that there's like a lot of comedians. I don't know if they're actually going for any prizes or anything like that. But yeah, but usually when somebody says festival, I think of like a Ferris wheel, a big yellow slide, uh, corn dogs, turkey on a, on a big giant turkey leg. How about a dunk tank? How do you feel about a dunk tank? Dunk tanks will work too. I like a dunk tank. Mm-hmm. Like if the guy's not funny, you throw the ball at the thing and you dunk him. That's a good idea. Like his setup is good, but the, uh, the punchline is total garbage. You plunk them. I think you're onto something here. I might be. We'll talk to Kevin after 845 to find out. There's that and other stuff, too. It's 536 on Rock 102. Live in concert. Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Green. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549, and yes, on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 50. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, what do you say we hop mm. right into some Hollywood trash yeah. Steve yeah. and Nagel Rock 102? All right, uh, you know how Oprah released her favorite things list yes, recently? Yes, we, we mentioned that yesterday. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow released her annual Goop gift guide. And it contains way more sex toys than Oprah's favorite things list, in part because Oprah's list contains none of those. I don't think Oprah's ever added a sex toy into her list of favorite things. Uh, Gwyneth's list has 10 vibrators, including ones that are super bendy, ones that have multiple st- uh, stoking speeds. Some- ones that are, what, bendy to like what to get around corners and stuff? Yeah, 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 like the, the old hook, the old fish hook. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, some with a remote control, others with interchangeable interfaces, and those that provide gentle heat. There's even a vibrating hairbrush that's shower and bath safe, so all right. And the uh, the Goop uh, list also has a toy for, let's just say, the other zone, if you know I what I mean. Not, I don't know what you're talking about. The uh, Rusty Sheriff's Badge. I'm not aware of what you're talking Chocolate about. Chocolate Starfishes. Oh, the... The balloon knot. Yeah, the balloon knot. Oh, well, why didn't you just say so? I should have just came out and said it. The uh, list is loaded with all kinds of other sex-related products, too, like the DTF supplements, which are meant to boost the female libido. Right. Another way the Goop gift guide differs from Oprah's favorite things is that it's got way more pretentious, overpriced nonsense on it that's basically only for super rich people who hate the poor. Like the striped super soft blanket. Just a blanket that costs $3,695. Totally worth it. Mm, somehow, that's the thing that's actually sold out on the website. Yes. Who well, wouldn't pal- you like to sleep just like Gwyneth Paltrow? No. I wouldn't even want to sleep near Gwyneth Paltrow. The more I hear about this woman and the more I hear about the, the crazy things that she's into, 
that happens. That can happen. You know? I don't know. You can Steve. have hot chicks all day long. But I, I think it's all jealousy. I don't think she's nearly as bad as she seems. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's all rumor. Well, I, she's, I, we, I've had no contact with Gwyneth Paltrow, and uh, I'd like to see her prove them wrong. The woman is full of bad decisions. She was married to that Coldplay guy. We all make mistakes in our lives. For that long? Yeah, that was a long one. Kristen Stewart announced yesterday that she's engaged to her girlfriend of two years, Dylan Meyer. Quote, I I wanted to be proposed to. I very distinctly carved out what I wanted, and she nailed it. We're marrying. It's happening. So you wait. So she set up all the parameters for her for her engagement? Yeah. For, does, for the proposal? That sounds like an abusive relationship. It sounds like a one-sided relationship. Totally lopsided. Well, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this. Okay. Otherwise, I'm not saying yes. If there's one thing off, the whole deal is gone. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's getting married. Yeah, for yeah. Her. I'm not holding my breath on that one. Uh, Dean Winters, who plays Mayhem in those Allstate commercials, yes. he's missing two toes and part of a thumb. They were amputated due to a bacterial infection in 2009. He says he's been in constant pain ever since, but he just deals with it. He's, well, uh, he's got good insurance. He does have good insurance. But, you know, for a guy who's in pain all the time, he's got upcoming uh, specials on Netflix, the Tiger King docuseries. Mm-hmm. He's going to play Joe... Uh, Joe's, Joe Exotic's sleazy rival, Jeff Lowe. Okay. Yeah. So it's a docu-series? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like a second part of the docu- uh, the documentary. No. It like, what's like, Joe up to these days in prison? Well, if Dean Winters is in it, he's obviously acting. So it's not... What is a docu-series? So a docu-series is basically telling you the true inside story with actors. Ah... Like As that, opposed to a documentary, which the real people are telling you the story. Like that Kurt Cobain one? Yes. Where they uh, did that whole expose on Courtney Love? Exactly. Oh, I They see. made her look like a bad girl. Quentin Tarantino will auction off NF- NFTs of seven Pulp Fiction scenes that have supposedly never been seen before. Each one will include the uncut first handwritten scripts of Pulp Fiction and exclusive custom commentary from Tarantino. Yeah, we should talk. We should talk about N- NFTs because it was really interesting uh, what I read about these things. Okay, and how McDonald's is now doing it with the McRib. Wouldn't it be wild if you had like an NFT that looked just like the little stopwatch that Christopher Walken brought along with him, and where he kept it? Yeah, for do safekeeping. You, do you know what an NFT is? Yes, it's, it's the, a uh, digital like it's non-fungible fungible uh, right, token. It, it's the so nobody else can use that photo uh, for to sell it. Yeah. Uh, without your permission, if you were the one that created it, it's kind of interesting how you know we we had to do this with the online stuff because so many people just rip off photos left and right. Which is why we can't like on our Facebook page we we have to go to a certain website that we pay for uh, images right. in order to use those things. We don't talk about that. Oh, we do talk about that. Yeah, well, amongst ourselves. I mean, our personal pages, I use. I rip off photos all the time. Oh, I'm, I'm using copyrighted material constantly. Uh, Oakley Doakley, the metal band based on Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, is going on a farewell tour called Tour, tour Diddly Doo on 22. <laughs> the band formed in 2015 and was even featured in a 2019 Simpsons episode. Well, there you go. There you have it. 
That sounds like fun. Mariah Carey is coming out with another holiday special this December on Apple TV Plus called Mariah's Christmas. The magic continues. How long can we go off of that one song? Forever and ever. Work for some people. She's also coming out with a new song on Friday with Khalid and gospel singer Kirk Franklin called Fall in Love at Christmas. I don't think that's going to be a hit as like the other one you did. The one no. that plays everywhere. Yeah, but who, who doesn't love that song? It's, w- a, it's a toe tapper. I went into Five Below yesterday. Purposely? Yeah, my kids like to go there. Gotcha. They think it's like a Nordstrom's. Uh, <laughs> when will yeah. they actually go to one? Um, yeah, I, I, nothing but Christmas stuff. Christmas music, blasting. It's like, really? Like, can you wait at least until the middle of the month? Steve, it's, it, I mean, now's the time when people should be shopping for Christmas. Yeah, but I went to go in and shop for, like, discounted Halloween items, and you know what they do? They don't even have those anymore. No, They, they wipe all that stuff off the shelf. Halloween was days ago. You're stuck in a holiday from, like, October. I know. I shouldn't be doing that. You should, should not be doing that. Time to, time to move forward, Steve. You can never look back. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Cobb of River Valley presents Comedy Night at East Mountain Country Club in Westfield, Saturday, November. Nazi on Rock 102. Oh, man, I love that. Oh, oh, heartfelt song by him. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It's 32 in downtown Springfield. Hey, before we uh, get into anything that, uh, that I wanted to talk about here, I uh, just want to acknowledge that uh, it was learned yesterday that Brad Davis from uh, WDRC in Hartford mm-hmm. uh, died uh, at the age of 87. Spent over 40 years at that station, so... Uh, our hearts go out to him and our condolences to his family and fans and friends. So uh, Brad Davis, uh, gone at the age of 87. Uh, uh, good guy. Yes. Really good guy. Very good guy. Only I had a chance to meet him uh, two or three times, but he was always very, uh, very, very nice. I met him once at, a, at a, some kind of broadcasting dinner thing. Uh, I think the first time I met him, I did too. It was one of those, uh, I don't even know, it was like a Hall of Fame thing. or I don't yeah. even know what the hell we were there for. Maybe I was at the same thing you were. I don't know. Were we there? I don't remember. This, this I mean, is this going goes, back 20 years ago. This is when I first started working at a different radio station. And, and, easily. Uh, you know, he get introduced to all the, all the legends. Oh, yeah. They were all, they were all there. Um, and in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I would think we were there. Oh, to, to roast uh, Bob from Bob's Discount Furniture. Yeah, I think that's You what were there? Was. Yeah. No kidding. That was a long-ass time ago. Yo, we roasted him badly. Oh, my God. But Brad was, uh, but Brad Davis went up, and he was very, very funny and very, very nice to us. Yeah. So it was, that, was, that was very cool. So that's quite a loss for, uh, for Hartford Radio. But so our condolences once again. You know, um, I am not, uh, you know, I, with this crutch that I'm walking around in. Uh, me? No. <laughs> yeah! That's hilarious. No. I mean a real crutch, something uh-huh. I can actually rely on uh to help me walk. You know, with this knee injury, yeah. I'm I'm hobbled. I don't have the I don't have the cat-like reflexes that I uh, have been known for. I don't have the speed, I don't have the dexterity. I don't have I don't have any uh you know, my hacky sack career may have taken a serious uh, nose dive yeah. as a result of this uh terrible Sports-related injury. You've gone from Bruce Jenner to Christopher Reeve. Yes, practically. Yeah. I mean, not to not to be hyperbolic about it, but I mean, it's uh, you know, it's 
it's a significant injury. In fact, uh, you know, somebody was telling me about their knee injury, and all in my head I'm going, well, I'm sure it doesn't hurt worse than mine because this is the worst I've ever felt. I know what you mean. I've had a knee injury before. I, I injured it when I was in, in high school during uh, sports, and it has given me issues ever since. Right. But you know what? It hasn't hurt me in a long time because I exercise. See, but that's the problem. I hurt it because I was making the mistake of trying to exercise. you got to nurse that pony back together. I guess I'm going to have to. I don't like the way this has uh, turned out. But, you know, you think if uh, if you are injured and people see that you are injured, that they might show a little bit of compassion, you know, a little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not asking for much, but if I'm walking around and, you know, I'm on my crutch and I'm hobbling away, that you, you'd think that someone would be at least, I don't know, show some humanity along the way. We were at uh, we were out going out to dinner the other night to meet up with some friends at uh, I don't want to say what the name of the place was, but um, it rhymes with the Schmilonis. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you know I'm I'm walking very slow, but Jenny is a very fast walker. Right. So she's walking towards the front door of this place, probably six or seven feet ahead of me uh-huh. now i don't know what the ruling is like how far ahead you have to walk with somebody where it no longer seems like you're walking together where it seems like you may be like separate individuals walking yeah. through a door i don't i don't know what the ruling is i've never uh i've never really looked it up on the internet i'd look it up on facebook but for the second day in a row i can't get it um so jenny gets to the door first mm-hmm. and some uh, some guy some fella never seen him before is walking out of the building, and he opens the door for Jenny, mm-hmm. okay, which is a, the gentlemanly thing to do, yeah. right? I mean, it's, I mean, some people might think it's sexist. I think it's courteous. Okay. Okay? He opens the door for my, uh, for my wife. As soon as she walks in the door, again, I'm like six or seven feet away from getting to the door. Mm-hmm. The dude just walks away, and the door closes while, you know, a 55-year-old gimpy old bastard is, sitting, is standing there Trying to muscle his way up the uh, up the uh, the sidewalk with a crutch in his hand, like he's more than happy to open up the door for the pretty young lady. But as soon as the old man comes around, he's bugging the hell out of there. Well, you probably look like her grandpa anyway, especially when you're on a crutch or crutches. We've had to confront that a couple of times. Yeah, uh, people thinking I'm her father yeah. or you know whatever. There's only ten years difference. It's not not that great. But nevertheless, it's like uh, yeah. But ten hey, years could be, you know, some people don't age. Uh, you know, ten years go by, they look like the, you know they're still the same age they were ten years ago. Sure. You, uh, however, uh, time is catching up with you. My what are you friend. talking about? Uh, I, I'm aging like a fine cheese well, or look, a wine. Yeah, a cheese that's crumbling apart. Well, you know, apart from the physical calamities uh-huh. that I'm dealing with here, Steve, and they're significant. Apart from that, I think I'm aging pretty well. Yeah, I see. Listen. I've seen other people I've gone to high school with, uh-huh. even dudes that are you know a year or two younger than me. Yeah, I'm looking a hell of a lot better than some of them. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's more of an indictment of how bad they look. Uh-huh. And maybe I'm just you know maybe I'm just the control group. But at 55, apart from the crutch, I think I'm holding my own. Uh, you know, you you told me this story yesterday off the air, and we and 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 the more I thought about it, I'm like. Did your wife not turn around and go, oh, uh, that's my husband behind me. Let me hold the door. And why is she walking that far ahead of you? Because our friends were already there, yeah. and she was looking for our friends. 
Okay, so but she you're make... also together, so why isn't she helping Grandpa up to the door with the Because I think she assumed what I assumed, and that the assumption was that this apparently uh, courteous young man was going to leave the door open for the gimp that was coming up right behind her. I don't know, man. It sounds like Mrs. Baxendale was trying to avoid your ass at all costs. No, she wasn't trying to avoid me. This isn't about her. This is really about that dude who, for whatever reason, <laughs> thought, if I open the door for the pretty lady, I won't have to open the door for anybody else. Did you see uh, Kirby, the first episode of Kirby Enthusiasm this season? Uh, yes. Where Larry walks into uh, a glass door yes and injures himself yes and now he was with lucy lou as a date and now he is completely unattractive to lucy lou because he got knocked out by a glass door it could happen to anybody i'm thinking this is the same situation going on here where you're all of a sudden now unattractive because you're no longer the olympic buck that your wife married <laughs> you know and you're injured. That's unattractive. Yeah, oh, yeah no, I know. It, it, listen, it's 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 not helping the relationship at all. But 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 nevertheless, don't you think that if you were going to open up the, the door for somebody, and there was somebody right behind them, that you'd continue to open the door? You continue to open the door out of just basic your know, politeness. I, I there was wish, none of that. I wish they had. I bet you they have surveillance video of this incident happening. They probably do. That would be funny to watch. That's, yeah. That would be something to go on Reddit. You know, like, hey, watch this uh, douchebag get uh, screwed over by this guy at the door. Steve, it was like I was totally invisible. You know, and it, it's not like people don't know who I am when I'm out in public. I mean, it, it, it's Schmilonis after all. It's a, it's a popular restaurant. People uh -huh. have been going there for years. So, uh, so did you say anything to the guy? Like, I was so no, you know what it was? I was like so stunned that the guy walked away while I'm you know trying to hobble in that I was like, I I was almost speechless. I was uh, without speech. I was I looked at him going, really? That I, I, are you not seeing what's going on here? Are you, are you not seeing my disability? Uh, what? Uh, what kind of what age was this man? Was he middle aged man? Was he young man? Was he, he was. Old man? I'm gonna say probably in his thirties. Okay, old enough to know how to treat but, an older man. But probably uh, more concerned about how to treat ladies. Well, I think we can we can all be guilty of you know trying to go over the top with our courteousness when a lady is involved. When a yeah. lady is involved, yeah. as opposed to a dude. Now. You know, I'm the kind of guy that will open up the door for anybody, uh -huh. and I'll stand there until somebody else grabs the door yeah, and see, says, I, I got it. I don't like that. I don't I don't like being the doorman. That's, that's the thing that, you know, I'm okay about being courteous and holding the door, but for the love of God, if there's five or six people walking in, why isn't one of those people grabbing the door? Why am I all of a sudden the doorman? Now my party is five or six people in because you've got at least one you got to leave if you got five people and no one's none of them grabbed the door to relieve you it's kind of like in in uh, professional wrestling when they make the tag during a like a tag team uh -huh. match you make the tag somebody else holds the door now the door becomes their responsibility it's gotcha. no longer yours and you could abdicate the responsibility of holding the door because now someone has intervened politely generously and courteously in this situation, had my wife hold, held the door, then he would have been within his right to walk away. But she didn't. She said, you know, he opened the door. Thank you very much. She walked in, assuming I was right behind her, 
and this guy walks away. Were you in a direct straight shot, or were you walking up a sidewalk? Direct straight shot. Direct straight shot. You know, you know where the parking, the front parking lot yeah. of, of that place is, right? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were like literally right in front, so okay. we didn't, we weren't coming around the corner from the, from the big Y or anything like that. We like literally, it was, it was a straight line. There was no yeah. missing me. Maybe you said that he's never seen you before, or you've never seen him before, right? right? But maybe he knows exactly who you are, and maybe he doesn't like you. And therefore, uh, he would say, hey, watch this. And his gimp walking up the street. I don't like what he said. And he probably confuses you with John because yeah, yeah, he's probably, you know, right. a lot of people do that. Sure. Uh, and then he, he just said, well, screw this guy. There's also the possibility, and I'm not discounting that this could, in fact, happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a guy who knew exactly who I was yeah. and thought, I can either uh, be a nice fella uh, open the door, keep the door open, and be completely forgotten the next day. Or I could do something incredibly rude and have this talked about on the radio. And then all of a sudden, I feel like Bax's celebrity has somehow touched him. In a touched way him. And, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not above thinking that someone would actually go through that kind of mm -hmm. ridiculous thought process. And if that's the case, then I feel like I've been manipulated into talking about this. So then how did you eventually uh, get in the door? Did your wife then turn around and say, oh, my God, he's he's stuck outside? No, I, I grabbed my the door myself, and she says, that was rude. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was rude. And that was... And whoa, that, whoa, 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 whoa. She says that's rude by not even helping you? <laughs> But she's been helping me around the clock all day. Well, yes, but this is the whole idea. Because you go she out with was a under the to help you yes. because you're a, 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 you have a disability. Yes, because she was under the impression that this yeah. guy, if he was nice enough to hold the door for her, that he would have been courteous enough to keep the door open for me. And that's not the case. This rude little bastard decided to shut the door and walk away. But that doesn't excuse her from being rude. This why doesn't she go? Oh my God! Why did that guy do that? Here, let me open the door for you, honey. <laughs> She says, okay, she's ty typing me now. Uh, she said, didn't I hold the door for you? I don't remember that. She says, the guy had a ton of stuff in his hands. Oh, oh really? Wow, that's, a, that's a completely different story. Well, even if the guy had leftovers, <laughs> all he had to do was just stand in front of the but door and keep he, it open. But was he holding the door with his hand, or did he have his back up to the door like, I'm grabbing stuff walking out of here. Here's the door for you. My recollection is he had some sort of a leftover in uh, one hand or a pizza yeah. and then holding the door uh, with the other. Hand. See that that changes the story. It, ch it changes nothing. He is he is with cargo, and he only has the courtesy left in him to open the door for one person. Listen, that's that 50... one person that walked in should have then held the door, going, "Yes, my gimpy husband is behind me." Steve, if you're gonna be a courteous uh, individual, a courteous citizen of the world. You don't just do it 50%. You do it, You go into it 100% all the time. If you open the door for one person and not the other person right behind them, whether it's five feet, two feet, six inches, whatever it is, yes, but then you you're only half-assing your courteousness. But you left out the major part that this guy had something in his hands. Steve, it's not like he's walking out of there with 10 pies. I mean, he's, he's walking out of there with like a little bag full of stuff. Did he walk towards you or away from you? <laughs> this is important. 
I don't even. He walked away. He walked towards the side of the building. Uh-huh. And this has nothing to do with my wife. She was just focused on trying to see her friends. No, but th- th- there's more factors. Y- you know, y- you're kind of like uh, y- you're kind of like one of these fake news stories that's on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you, you only you only tell the part that enraged you. Yeah, right. But you left out all the details that would excuse this man from being well, see, your I, doorman. I, I find that under no circumstances are there any excuses for his uh, behavior. That's that's how I'm going to look at it. And yeah, sure, there may have been one or two minor details that uh, you know for whatever reason. Uh, we're not added into the, the story, story, but did not. Uh, I don't believe it changes the narrative whatsoever. You're like the the choose your own ending books. <laughs> you know, <laughs> turn to page forty five if you want to see Bex get enraged about the rude guy that didn't open the door for him. Turn <laughs> to page sixty two yeah. if you want to see how the man was carrying all this stuff and was courteous enough to let his wife go through the door first. Again, if you're going to be courteous. Go 100%. Go the, go the full distance. Don't uh, don't don't pull up the stakes halfway through I'm, and say, oh, yeah, well, the pretty lady gets to go in, but that fat old bastard with the crutch, yeah. he's on his own. I'm taking the uh, takeout pizza guy doorman side. Well, then you go ahead and take that side. <laughs> You'll be standing on the wrong side. <sighs> 625 on Rock 102. Thinking about tinting your car? Don't be fooled. 627 with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 50. It's uh, 42 right now in downtown Springfield. I've been told I now have to fix this uh, because my <sighs> wife is angry at me for making her look like uh, like somehow she's uh, she's at fault here. I'm telling you right now, she was not at fault, not yeah. responsible for any of this. It's the guy. Yeah, it's the guy yeah, that made the, guy the choices. Named you, who uh, clearly was leaving out parts of the story that made made it seem. Listen, these like picky and little details of... neither change the story or embellish the ending. It's just uh, it is what it is. It was a brief five second decision, and now we spent nearly twenty minutes uh, trashing this guy because he deserves it. It's all on him, not on anybody else, not on me, not on her, not on the restaurant, not our friends, nobody. Just that guy. <laughs> He bears the full responsibility. <sighs> Let's laugh. Well, I'm not ready for this. Oh, you're not ready yet? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance of Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. So the Baxendales go out for dinner, right? <laughs> and the waiter takes uh, Jenny Baxendale's order first, <laughs> and she chooses the salmon with pasta, right? Sure. And then the waiter says, uh, what would you like for your vegetable? And then she looks at Bax and goes, oh, he'll have the salmon with pasta, too. <laughs> you get it? You get it? Because you're like an old man, and you can't order your own food or open the door for yourself. <laughs> Booyah! Brian of Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF.NET today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. It was a big election night in western Massachusetts with a few new faces winning office. In the city of Holyoke, Joshua Garcia won the mayoral race in a city with, according to a U.S. census, a majority Latino and Hispanic population. Garcia is officially the first Latino mayor in Holyoke history. Uh... Gee, they didn't pick the white Irish guy, huh? 
No. And, and uh, ironically, uh, his name was Michael Sullivan. Right. And uh, the previous mayor of Holyoke had been a different Michael Sullivan. So you think many people were expecting, hey, is it that Michael Sullivan? And then they realize, oh, no, it's not. It's not we're that gonna go Michael. We're going to the other guy. Yeah, it's not that Michael Sullivan. It's Michael Sullivan. That's like Eddie Murphy when he was Jeff Johnson in The Distinguished Gentleman. But he actually won successfully off you, the name change. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, in the city of Westfield, Michael McCabe won over Don Hummison in a rematch of their 2019 race, but this time McCabe, McCabe won by a larger margin, uh, which was surprising. I would have thought that, you know, Don Hummison uh, is usually the face of Westfield. Um, okay. Um, sure. Yeah. You know I mean, you know, I like Don. Don's a good guy, but it's like, uh, you know, sometimes maybe you need a little bit of new blood. I ran into uh, to Mrs. Hummison on Friday at the, there was like, I was hosting this thing in uh, for Hilltown Chic. Right. Out there, and then uh, Mrs. Hummison's uh, walking across the street, and I said, uh, hey, uh, you want me to dress up as Mike McCabe to scare the bejesus out of you? <laughs> She didn't find that very uh, funny. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. surprised. I would think that, because uh, she's got a sense of humor, make no mistake. Yeah, I don't know. It uh, wasn't, wasn't taken very well. Uh, Western Mass uh, has three new mayors. Hampshire County's newest mayor in Northampton is Gina Louise Chiara, winning with an aggressive majority vote. Both Garcia and Chiara will serve four-year terms. McCabe will serve a two-year term. This event uh, was a great night for political newcomers. It's also a, a new mayor of Boston, too. Yeah, uh, Michelle actually, Wu. Yeah, and they were. And this is the best part of that one. Michelle Wu, after leading polls for months and garnering solid support from progressive groups and Massachusetts heavyweights, topped fellow city councilor Anissa Asabi uh, George on Tuesday in the historic race to become the first woman and person of color elected mayor to Boston. As of 11:30 uh, p.m., with 86 percent of precincts reporting, Wu picked up more than 67,000 votes. Uh, as Wu took the stage, uh, people started chanting "Woo, woo, woo!" like an like an well, ambulance. ambulance. Yeah, or was it more like uh, like they used to do on the Arsenio Hall show, like "Woo, woo, woo!" You know, they used to, he used to do he used to whip up the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's like the second day in a row I've had an Arsenio Hall reference. Look at that! Two days in a row. That's crazy. This show is really moving along. She opened her victory speech with a joke about the historic nature of the night. One of her sons, she said, recently asked if boys can be mayor of Boston. They can and have been, she told him, but not tonight. Not tonight, my friend. There you go. Tonight, your mother's in charge. (laughs) Now go pick up your room. And shouldn't you be in bed? It's 1130 at night. You got school tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, I, I was uh, really surprised at the uh, the Westfield mayoral race. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little surprised too to find out that uh, Don Hummison lost, and only because it's so hard to beat an incumbent yeah. anywhere. Doesn't really matter where you're at, but that you know, beating an incumbent is a pretty big deal. And uh, in East Hampton, uh, Nicole Lachapelle has retained her uh, seat, uh, winning against uh, t- crazy top hat guy. I really thought uh, I really thought he would have had a better a better run. Here's the thing: nobody knows his name; they just know him as Crazy Top Hat Guy. It's the guy with the hat. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's you know that's what people are going to remember him by. Yeah, he Mark. only. Re- oh my gosh, he got to, he, he got, got kind of routed. Did he? So uh, so uh, Mayor La Chapelle had 2,700 over 2,700 votes, and Eric Burzon's only had 350 votes. What about the other guy that was running that? refused to be part of the debate 214 votes <laughs> he got why less would, votes would, 
than the guy with the top hat. And that guy, if he had just shown up to the debate, Rich Tedemer would have had his work cut out for him. But Yeah, I know. But you know, if you refuse to debate mm. the incumbent mayor and a dude in a top hat, that says to me you don't have a whole lot of confidence that you can hold your own against these people. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to find information about the accident yesterday on 91. They don't have any information anywhere no. about what happened or... Yeah, know. there was no, there were no updates all day long. And I, that, mean, I, saw, I mean, I saw the information about the accident on Page Boulevard. That was a terrible accident, too. But yeah, but the, uh, but the jackknife truck on 91 near Exit 8, you would have expected that there would have been at least a little bit more information about it, it, it and there's been none especially since it caused such major backups in both directions even when i left here at 10:15 uh, i would get down to there about uh, i don't know 10:25 or so by the time sure. i get to 91 and it was still backed up i mean it was slow going but it was still was the, it was uh, moving but was the truck still there I didn't see the truck because I said, you know what? I don't even want to go anywhere near that area. I'm just going to go Route 5 instead because usually yeah. I go 91 to Holyoke to go home. But I, I went, I said, I'm just going to go Route 5. So I didn't. So you see- were in the middle of it for a little bit? Yeah, just for that short period yeah. where you get on 91 from Forest Park or the Long Meadow uh, back into Forest Park until uh, the Route 5 bridge. I'm not sure I would have wanted to stick through it either, quite frankly, considering. That backup was going, uh, you know, well into Connecticut. Right. From there. Uh, following an accident on Pine Street Tuesday morning, the West Springfield Police Department is reminding the public that it is illegal to hold mobile devices while driving. According to a statement by the West Springfield Police, drivers who violate the law can face a $100 fine for a first offense and $250 for a second offense. You know what they did? They, um, I don't know if you, you don't have Facebook either, right? Well, today I don't know. for some reason. They, um... Let me see if I can find this. West Springfield Police Department. They had a picture up of from Halloween. Yeah, see, the, they're referring to this accident, but it's actually not really an accident. It's somebody put a witch as if they, uh, the witch smashed into the pole, and uh-huh. it says, don't text and fly. Ha, ha, ha. That's hilarious. What a good way to bring... Uh, they sure know how to bring to a sense of humor to things, don't they? Yeah. So don't text and fly or drive is the message from the West Springfield Police Department. Today. That's that's good advice. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Murder suspect extradited from Florida was arraigned in Springfield District Court in connection with the murder of 25-year-old Brian Boisel of Chicopee. On August 11th, uh, Brian Boisel was found on Baldwin Street in Springfield with several stab wounds and died from her injuries. An investigation uh, uh, led Springfield police to apply for an arrest warrant for 34-year-old Kason Walters of Springfield, believed to be the suspect for the alleged murder and armed carjacking. Springfield police, along with the U.S. Marshal Service, state police, and uh, other law enforcement agencies, uh, left the state. Uh, uh, later, learned that Walters left the state and was in Lakeland, Florida, on October 7th. The U.S. Marshal's Florida task force went to Lakeland and spotted Walters attempting to run away. He was caught and arrested by the officers. Walter was uh, charged with fugitive from justice warrant and brought back to Massachusetts to face murder charges on Friday. The uh, Hamden District Attorney's Office is prosecuting the case, and he was arraigned on Monday. Man, they found you. Yes, they did. You thought you could run away. But you cannot. You cannot escape the wrath. No, you cannot. Especially uh, in the city of Springfield with Mayor Dom Dom. We will hunt you down. He doesn't joke about that kind of thing. And you know, the Springfield police good on them. 
Uh, and the, and the, the cops from Florida, too. All that uh, hunting for Brian Laundrie was probably for nothing. North Point, uh, Florida Police Chief Todd Garrison says Laundrie had probably taken his own life by the time authorities started searching for him. Of course, the area where he was found was under four feet of water when the search began, which is why it took as long as it did. Garrison also admitted that police once mistook Laundrie's mother, Roberta, for him during surveillance work at Laundrie's home, but he added, quote, I still stand behind my team. Yeah, he probably did kill himself as soon as he went out into the wilderness because he realized, I ain't getting out of this. That's probably, I mean, I mean, to think about it, everyone, everyone believes that it's you, that you did it, and you're on the run. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's only going to end badly no matter what happens. Uh, this seems unnecessary and over the top. So in 2021, it's, uh, of course, an actual thing that someone's doing. You know, sure. We like to do crazy things. The ice cream brand Salt and Straw is selling a new line of Thanksgiving flavors, including one made with real turkey. You know, I like ice cream, and I like meat. But I don't like meat-flavored ice cream. The flavor is called caramelized turkey and cranberry sauce, and it's got turkey bacon mixed in it. So it's not actual hunks of light and dark meat, but still, ice cream with turkey in it? Yeah, again, uh, you know, meat should really not be in ice cream. You know, like the cranberries, maybe there's a flavor that you could do with the cranberry that's all right. Uh, but with meat or gravy or stuffing, no thank you. The other ingredients are cranberry sauce, thyme, and ground pepper. It's one of five Thanksgiving flavors they're selling as part of their Friendsgiving series. The other four flavors are house rolls with salted buttercream, sweet potato pie with double-baked almond streusel. That actually sounds pretty good. That sounds good. Pumpkin and ginger snap pie and candied walnut cheesecake. All right, see, now those sound like good flavors. But, yeah, the, the bacon, the turkey bacon and cranberry. First of all, turkey bacon's terrible. I don't like turkey bacon at all. But uh, it, it's not a good no, – who wants to buy that? And who who's going to finish it? It's yeah. the kind of thing if you buy, you're doing it on a dare, and you have a, a bite and you say, this stinks, and you don't finish it. What a and, waste of cash. And cranberries and ice cream, to me, don't sound like a good uh, mix either. Because any if you ever drink milk after eating cranberry sauce, yeah, it's got this chemical reaction. It's just disgusting. Yeah, because the uh, the cranberries have that like whatever that bitter taste thing. Yeah, I mean you like I said you maybe there's a flavor you could figure that out, but I'm not uh, I'm not jumping at the chance for that. Yeah, that's that's kind of gross. It's real gross. Mm. Hey, would you like uh, some roast beef on your? Uh... On your ice, your vanilla ice cream as well? No. You could have a roast beef and gravy. Ooh, mm. it looks like hot fudge, but it's not. No. Do you ever get uh, do you ever get fooled by that? By what? By uh, the like something in the refrigerator. Remember years ago, uh, there was something in my refrigerator that my parents had, and I could have sworn it was chocolate pudding, but it wasn't. No. So I took a. I didn't smell it or anything like that. I took a spoon, I dipped it in there, and I put it into a little cup. Right? And? And then I ate it. It was pot roast. It was just the gravy from the pot roast that they had set aside. And you thought it was pudding? I thought it was pudding because it had like a film on the top of it. All right. Okay. So, yeah. you know, but it, you know, it's pot roast. It's not going to taste, it may not be what you expect. Well, that's the thing. It was like a mind F. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, whoa, I was expecting chocolate and sweetness. But it's not like you know you're expecting chocolate pudding, and for whatever reason your dad put you know the 
the pan drippings from changing the oil, and it's nothing but a bowl full of 30 weight. Now, you know, my dad, I told you, he used to make his own, uh, like, uh, Bloody Mary, instant Bloody Marys, where he'd, like, pour out half a bottle of generic tomato juice. Right. Pour out half the bottle and then pour a whole bottle of Popov into the rest of it. Sure. Like a liter uh, into the big bottle of uh, tomato juice. And then it was, like, it was ready to go. So he could just start pouring. He didn't have to... He didn't have to go through that pesky mixing every time he had to take the glass out. <laughs> it's so time consuming. <laughs> it is time consuming. You got to first, you got to pour the vodka, then you got to pour the tomato juice, and then you mix them together. This way, it's all in one. To See, the that point, was, that's, that's 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 just pure efficiency. That doesn't that doesn't scream alcoholism to yeah. me. That's just a matter of say a, a time saver. Yeah, to the point where my mother had to quietly uh, warn any guests that came in the house: don't drink the tomato juice. <laughs> Why? Is there something wrong? Just don't do it. There's vodka in there. Yeah. All right, but for guests, yeah. I mean, you don't think that uh, a guest wouldn't mind a Bloody Mary during a like a house visit at the Nagels? Maybe not. I, I, I don't know if those kind of Bloody Marys. Yeah, maybe not. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 50. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Bax and O'Brien's annual Mayflower Marathon returns the three days. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 653 and a fart sound. And Credence at Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 51 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 50. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Pretty jacked up. The Mayflower Marathon is coming back, and it's coming back the way it's supposed to be at the Basketball Hall of Fame parking lot last year, of course. With uh, the COVID, we had to do it here from the studio. And while that was all warm and comfortable... Uh, it's still better to do it out there where we can actually bring food to the open pantry and cash donations as well. The uh, The goal, of course, is to fill 348-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. It begins Monday, November 22nd and ends on Wednesday, November 24th at 10 a.m. at the, uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame parking lot. You can start your collection up at school, at work, around the neighborhood. Thanks to all of our many sponsors, Big Y World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West uh, West Hatfield, which is where I got my uh, my camper, and uh, all the details available at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I had uh, had the UPS guy show up at the house last night. Yes. Delivering a package. Right. And then uh, I said to the kid, I said to the girls, I said, oh, why don't you go outside and grab the, you know, meet the guy and grab the package? And then uh, neither of them wanted to go outside because they didn't think the UPS guy was good-looking enough. Guy's he, got a package he's delivering to the house. Isn't, isn't that enough excitement for he, you? He's not even cute. And, and that's why none of them want to go out? Yeah, nobody wanted to go outside. So the guy wound up just throwing the package on the thing. Now, I saw him through the window. I thought he was a very good-looking man. Any guy bringing a package to my door suddenly becomes automatically more attractive. I just, uh, I don't know where I went wrong raising shallow children. <laughs> what the hell? Sometimes you just have to look in the mirror, Steve, and say, am I the shallow thing that they're emulating? He's not cute enough. I'm not going out there. <laughs> <laughs> UPS hires very good-looking people. Yeah, you, you show, show me a guy in a pair of tight yeah. brown shorts, then maybe we could... St- Maybe I'll go out there and grab the package. Yeah, and then they wanted to open the package when it, when it you know it was, it was it was something for me, right? And then they wanted to you know kids want to open the package, and I'm like uh uh-uh, uh 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 I had to go out and get it. You're not opening it. 
<laughs> yeah, this is my you, treat. But you wouldn't have let them open the package had they gotten it. Yeah, I would have. You would have? Yeah, I usually do. I know what's coming in the mail. It so wasn't I'm... something embarrassing or personal? No, I wouldn't do that. Oh, you have all those delivered here. Yes, that's right, yeah. <laughs> you ever see something jumping, like a, like a Mexican jumping bean up in the uh, up in the front desk? <laughs> yeah, right. You know that's from me, from Adam and Eve. That's yeah, it. that's right, baby. Is it ticking or buzzing? It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's 6.56 with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As some of you might know, I happen to be the documented father of record for three lovely daughters. And as such, I understand that based upon the official rules of modern parenting, it is my job to occasionally serve as a source of embarrassment for my children. After nearly 22 years into this parenting game, I must tell you that I've become a master at embarrassing my children. And I have to tell you that using this radio show from time to time to further my cause doesn't exactly hurt. However, there are times when even I hear of a situation between a father and son where I say, Whoa, settle down there, pops. You're being a little too aggressive at the wheel. For example, let's take a look at Odell Beckham Sr. Odell Beckham happens to be the father of Odell Beckham Jr. of the Cleveland Browns. And as you may know, the Cleveland Browns lost the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday by a score of 15 to 10, in which Odell Jr. only caught one pass for six yards. Last night, Odell Beckham Sr. went on social media and posted a video of all the many times this season in which his son, Odell Beckham Jr., was wide open or thrown on a pass from Baker Mayfield or simply not given a chance to make a play. It's a full 11 minutes of highlights that were compiled by the old man in an effort to prove that Baker Mayfield is, quote, either hating on Odell or doesn't want him shining. Now, from a child's point of view, nothing could be more embarrassing than having your own father pick your battles for you. Even if the old man is right or has a good point, no youngster, even at 28 years old, is going to tell his quarterback Pass me the ball or I'm telling my dad. Granted, perhaps Odell Beckham probably should have seen this coming when the Giants traded him to Cleveland a few years ago. It is, after all, where promising careers go to die. Nevertheless, I'm sure the last thing he wants is to see his father hashtagging himself to death on Instagram. I certainly wouldn't want my father doing that to me, and it's making me second-guess all the many times I've hashtagged my own children on social media just to make a point as well. Is Odell Beckham Jr. getting a raw deal in Cleveland? Of course he is. But so is everybody else, because that's what being in Cleveland is really all about. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, Rocky's Ace Hardware is the power tool headquarters, and I'm counting, oh, I don't know, like 15 different power tool deals in Rocky's November sales flyer. A Craftsman wet dry vac, a DeWalt cordless drill and driver, and 15 more. Craftsman, DeWalt, Milwaukee, Black & Decker, they're all there. Power tools go to Rocky's at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 708 and the talking heads in Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 51. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Dave from DeSoto in Pet City will be joining us after 8 o'clock. First time in a long time. So it'll be great to welcome him back. 
And then uh, after uh, 8.45, we'll be talking to uh, Kevin Bartini uh, from the Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival. Tell you more all the details about that later on today. Uh, you ever been so annoyed by something that you just wished it was illegal? Like uh, Christmas music, the day after Halloween. Uh, you know, that's not one of those things that I think should be illegal, but, you know, it's, it's a little early for Christmas music. No, but somebody pointed out to me via email that uh, you got two other holidays in November. You got Veterans Day and Thanksgiving. Where's the uh, where's the pomp and circumstance for uh, those two? Well, we've never had good Veterans Day or Thanksgiving carols to sing no, around the but, neighborhood. Uh, at least you pump up the fact that uh, you know uh, you should be uh, uh, honoring the veterans and also uh, getting ready to stuff your turkey. You know, I I, I recently uh, came into possession of a whole stack load of CDs, uh, and uh, there's a whole bunch of them that that's like all christmas cds and i know for a fact that i'm never going to play them in the allotted time between you know thanksgiving say like you know you know black friday all the way to, to christmas eve even to new year's i'm not going to get to all that music mm-hmm. so i mean i really feel like i have no choice but to start doing it now start incorporating christmas carols into the normal everyday music fair at the baxendale house just yeah. seems like yeah, it's something I should do. Well, thank God we don't do that here. I don't know if uh, the other radio stations in town are doing the Christmas music yet. Right. But I'm guessing they probably are. Or they're getting ready to do it. Or they're throwing in a couple here and there before mm. they go uh, balls out all Christmas music soon. Can you imagine working in a place like that where that's that's what you have I, to do for I, like a month and a half? I did. I did oh, right there. It's, it's awful. I would literally want to uh, drive into a garage and keep the motor running. I uh I fell asleep operating the John Tesh Christmas show on Christmas Eve and oh Christmas God. Day back in 2002. So did everybody else. Yes, and uh, you know when I woke up, I realized we had dead air on the radio station for about 45 minutes. Right. And the phone was ringing, and I thought I was going to get fired. And uh, I picked up the phone and I said, "Hello, uh, other radio station I used to work for." Right. And then uh, the guy go, uh, "Yeah, could you play Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer?" Didn't even realize you're off the air. No one knew that yeah. I was off the air for 45 minutes. That's Actually, how, even the bosses weren't even. Nobody was alerted to the fact that I did that because I would have been fired. I'm going to guess that everybody was relieved that it was over. Probably. Yeah, probably. I was like, oh my god, thank god that's done. Anyway, there's a thread online where people are suggesting everyday things should be outlawed. Uh, here's some highlights. You ready? Yes. Sending sick kids to school. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing worse than a snot-nosed kid that's not yours in school. Uh, radio commercials that play car horn sirens or crash sounds. I totally disagree with that. That's a that's a way to move items. That that's how you move units. You know, we had uh, we have our guy here that does all the sound effects and stuff like that for certain things. And uh, this was going back a while ago, but uh, you know, they said, "Hey, could you could you could you put in some like working sound? You know, like." You know, working uh, <laughs> things that sound like you're in a factory or something like that, right? Sure. Well, he went like over the top, so it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> don't back that up, hey! <laughs> he can sometimes overdo yeah. it, uh, but yeah, I, I've it's uh, music. Music too does that. Um, there is a song, and I can't, I don't, can't say the name of it. Because you can't pronounce it. Because it's called the uh, the P uh, P Crook. 
Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, the kitty crook, if you will. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, that, in the beginning of the song, goes, and it sounds like there's a cop behind you. Which, oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's it's so annoying to do that. I got a, a, I got a, a, a record on my collection that uh, has the sound of a car accident. Yeah. And it's so loud and so realistic. The first time I popped that CD into my car, back when you could actually pop CDs into your car. People actually think it's a crash. I actually thought, did I just get hit? I mean, I felt no impact, but it's like yeah. it was it was almost too realistic. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Uh, parents who allow their children to watch or play loud videos and games in public. Mm. I don't really that, understand. That's never been an issue for. It's me. not an issue, but you know, it's like I never really understand that if you're if you're in public and around people, why the volume has to be on for a video game. I don't really see too many people doing that. Though. It doesn't happen a lot, but yeah. when it does happen, you're like, could you just turn that down a little bit? You know, you know, it should be illegal. You know, walking into a store uh, with your Bluetooth on while you're doing a transaction with a clerk because you're being distracted by the phone call right you're also saying something the clerk thinks you're talking to them but you're not you're talking to the person on on hold yeah if i gotta do something that involves other people and i'm on a, a phone call i'll excuse mm. myself from the phone call and get my let me call you right back i'd rather do that than you know have to manage both a transaction and a phone call simultaneously about, I can't. I can't. I don't have that kind of headspace. How about uh, leaving a shopping cart in a parking space? That pisses me off to no end. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. See, no. You, I don't know how far. You only got to walk a couple extra feet to that little carriage thing. You don't even have to go back to the store with it. You can just put it in a little. Uh, so sometimes it's a real long walk, though, Steve. That little uh, cart port, if you will. Sometimes it's a it's an awful long walk, and then some, and in some parking lots. Uh, just because of the way it's designed, you have like that median in between like one row of cars to the next. Yeah. And there's no, uh, the only way to access the uh, the cart carousel would be to go around the median to bring it back. I don't, I don't have that kind of time. The only thing I do uh, that might be annoying to some people is parking in those spaces that say uh, reserved for customers with children. Yeah. Even if my children aren't with me. Because it doesn't specify to say that the children actually have to be physically with you in order for you to park in that space. There's, there's no, uh, there's nothing that says that the kids have to be present. Right. I mean, and and, and if you've got like kids who are, uh, who are adults, mm -hmm. like I got, you know, I got three or almost adults now. Um, does that mean I could still park there if I happen to be driving around with kids who are twenty and twenty-two? Maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's are, no specific. They are my kids. They are my kids, and they uh, they need the extra time to get in and out of the car. You know what uh, uh, also should be on this list are people who go to the 10 items or less line and have, like, 15 items. Yeah, and I, I never and then, do uh, that. Like, like, oh, this should be okay. It's only five extra items. And then, uh, you know, Big Y used to do that. They used to say uh, 12 items or less or 13 or 14 is okay, too. And then they finally changed that at some point Yeah, because they realized – this isn't working out because too many people are taking advantage of the fact that it should be 12 items or less. I don't – if you're down, like, in Florida, uh, I tried to do that. They count how much stuff you have before you even – like, 
If yep. you're behind somebody, yeah, they'll uh, that's checking out. They'll have somebody looking at how many items you have, and you're like, you got 11 items. You got to go to the regular uh, line, and they'll kick you out of line. They'll kick you out. They're no like, uh, yeah, it's like the uh, Gestapo down. Wow, there. that's pretty heavy-handed. Yeah. See, I would think it's kind of hard. Yeah, and I, I don't know this because I don't really know uh, you know grocery store science probably the way I should. But I would think with all the self checkout. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't really mean as much to be limited to the 12 items or less. You could always go to the self-checkout and do it yourself. You're in that much of a rush. I think they're pushing more towards the self-checkout. I don't because, like the self-checkout. Well, because there's a lack of people who want to work at yes. these grocery stores. So but those, those things are so busy now. But but I am a customer that doesn't really want to do the work myself. Right. You know what I mean? Especially I don't want to be looking up codes for produce. I buy a lot of produce. Yeah, but see, you can pack your groceries any which way you want to do it. I always put the eggs in the bottom. That's the thing to do, right? Yes, uh, eggs in, on the bottom as well as uh, any kind of uh, hot dish. Yeah. And then you load a watermelon on top of those things. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, people who cut you off and then slow down. I can't stand that. I hate that. Uh, making articles of clothing with fake pockets. That's never really been an issue. I have never had a real problem with a fake pocket. I've never bought a pair, of, an item of clothing without pockets in it. You never bought, never uh, bought pocketless pants. No, not even like swim shorts or something. You need uh, a pocket. I need a pocket. Yeah, because how else are you going to carry around uh, your items that you need? Well, how many items do you need? I don't know. What if you, uh, what if you have cocaine that you need to, you know, use for a party later? Oh, I got a place for that. Yeah, you put that in your little uh, swim sort pocket. Not you exact, don't want to get it wet. It's not exactly what I call it. You make sure it's in a sealed plastic bag. <laughs> uh, asking people questions while using a urinal or toilet. This should absolutely be outlawed. I don't like conversation in the bathroom anyway. I don't either. And I don't I like don't, it. And, you know, for people to uh, to say something to you while you got your bits and pieces out. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's too much. There's something weird about that. So what I'll do is go... I will not do that for five dollars. You know, to embarrass That's a, them. That'll kill a conversation. Yeah, like uh, like they're trying to. Now let me ask you this: if you if you take it one step further, let's say that uh, there's a you're you're at the urinal and somebody else asks you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you engage the conversation or do you just pretend to not want to be involved? I just say I don't know because I don't want to be talked to. See, I don't want to be rude. And, well, I don't mind and, being rude. Well, I know, but I mean, I would never initiate conversation. Mm-hmm. But I would, uh, I would follow up, like if it were a question, and then someone said, you know, someone says, "Hot enough for you?" I would say, "Oh yeah," and see, I would at least say something, because out of my desire for, for courteousness and politeness. Uh, meetings that should have been an email. That basically That's- describes nearly every meeting we've ever had. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know why they can't just do that in uh, copy points. But you know what? We haven't had, like, since this COVID thing started, what was the last time we had an actual meeting amongst everybody? um, Most things have been addressed now in the all-staff emails. I think we've had one. Yeah. Like, official meeting. We've had a couple of luncheons and stuff like that, but no business was being discussed. And as much as I'm appreciative of the all-staff email versus the actual meeting, the people who feel like they need to reply all to every kind of announcement, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we have this guy who's from our corporate office that sends us 
updates every once in a while about, hey, this station that we own out in uh, Jonesboro, one station of the year or yeah. something. Which is uh, very good. I'm proud to be part of a company that uh, continues to be successful. And and acknowledges their properties and, and people. That's, exactly. That's good. That yeah. is, that's a good company. Uh, the not good people are the one. Like, I don't care about the guy who does my job out in. You, you know, don't even care about the guy who Michigan. does your job here. No, I don't. And that's you. Yeah, I could care less. <laughs> But the reply all is so annoying. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. It's you know what? It's 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 overused and it's being overused by a bunch of kiss asses and yes men. That's the way I see it. That's exactly the way it goes. You're damn there. right. This whole company is filled with kiss asses and yes men. Having said that, I did reply all to one of them. But that's because I used to work at one of the stations that was being highlighted. Yeah, and, and that was all right. You're not a habitual reply all. Never. It's and almost. I hate, it's I hate, rare. I hate it. I will. Ne- I think I sent out one step. You know what happened when I first started working here? There was an all staff email that went out about the couch that was up in the. Um, they yeah. were giving away the couch, right? Right. And I was single at the time and had like a little shoebox apartment. That I said, hey, you know what? I don't care about you know this thing that has uh, had asses sitting on it for the last fifteen years. It's free, right? And uh, it was one of these things like put your name into the hat kind of thing, and we will, or or maybe it was a bidding. Maybe it was like a bidding thing, like fifty bucks, and then the money went yeah. to charity. Or yeah, something that's what like it was. That. So they said, well, we'll start the bidding at like you know twenty dollars, and I replied all and said fifty. And then that was the wrong way to do that. Apparently, you were only supposed to reply to the boss who was doing that. And Pat Kelly wound up outbidding me by $150, which I kind of laughed at because I'm like, I wouldn't have paid $150 for that. For that thing? That's what he paid for? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was was old. It was all worn out. It was a nasty-looking love seat in which there was no love ever uh, ever uh, you know, performed on it. But ever since then, I don't like to draw attention to myself. Yeah, I know. So I don't, uh, I don't respond to all staff emails. Yeah, I, I don't, think that's I, ridiculous. It's a, it's a bit much. And, you know, if you notice, it's always the same 15 people that are doing it. It's uh, always the same. I'm, I, I look at the list. I see those things like, yeah, there he goes again, kissing the boss's ass. Like somehow by replying all, he's climbing up the corporate ladder. Sons of bitches. You can't trust half these people. And then uh, the last one is talking on a speakerphone in public, which is kind of along the lines of that Bluetooth thing I was talking about. Yeah. You know what I did see, though? Uh, I don't remember where I was. It was a cop, though. And he had one of those, uh, like, face masks on like the you know that they're like clear plastic and then it goes over your head but then he had a mask on with a it was a speaker it was amplifying his voice oh no kidding which i thought was cool it's like a little mini megaphone in your in your mask sure i'm sure it's a pain in the ass to clean but sure at least people can hear and understand you i thought that was kind of neat we were up at the outlets in uh in lee a couple months ago just stop at my house because we just wanted to go to the outlets and leave. We didn't want to do any other stops. Oh, okay. And we don't like uh, the uh, the outlet shopping pop in. <laughs> you know, we don't want to impose ourselves on people. I would have. Uh, I would have turned you away. Anyway. There were, right, of course. There was a woman there who was having a FaceTime conversation in uh, in one of these shops, 
And it was, you know, if you were going to FaceTime somebody in a store, it would probably be about the things you're finding in the store. Like, hey, what do you think of this? So, you know, does this make me look fat? It wasn't. It was like a nonsensical, stupid conversation that had to be on FaceTime. Mm. It's then all of a sudden everybody else's conversation. No, no. I don't want that. I don't like FaceTime conversations, period. You know, if we're going to do a, like a Zoom meeting or something like that, that's one thing. That's an official thing. We'll do that in the comfort of my home. But I'm not going to do a FaceTime conversation while I'm trying to look for, you know, uh, a brand new pair of drawers at an outlet. Yeah, that's that's not the appropriate place. It's not. 725 and Rock 102. Give yourself the gift of a new car. We've transformed our dealership into a winter wonderland and with more inventory than any... 732 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. They're offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. You're very welcome, Steve. Uh, a number of Western Mass cities will be getting new mayors next year. In Northampton, City Council President Gina Louise Chiara handedly defeated Mar- businesses Mark, businessman Mark Warner. Uh, taking just under 70% of the vote. Holyoke has elected its first Latino mayor in its history with Joshua Garcia's victory over city councilor Mike Sullivan. And in Westfield, former police officer Michael McKay beat incumbent Don Hummison in a rematch of their race two years ago. Incumbent mayors William Sapelli of Agawam and Nicole LaChapelle easily won re-election. Over uh, the guy with over, the hat. Over Yeah. Uh, for La Chapelle, it will be her first four-year term. Mm. So that guy's going to have to wait four years to come back and... Uh, Try to try to defeat her again. Hope he keeps on uh, keeps his hands on the hat. He looked like uh, what's that beard? Magic hat. That's what it looked. That's what he looked like. Right. He looked like the spokesperson for a magic hat beard. Now, doesn't he own a uh, a brewery? I think he did own. He did own a brewery. Okay, I don't, I'm not I, sure if he does now. I'm not up to date on his uh, his resume. I just know that he had a wicked cool hat. And uh, and that may or may not have persuaded some people to vote for him or against him. Uh, let's see. If you haven't uh, yet secured your real ID from the state, you have a little extra time. Now, get this. This thing was supposed to be implemented last year. Right. Uh, in October of 2020. And with the pandemic, things got pushed off. It was supposed to be May of this year. And now... Uh, the Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles has announced that the deadline to secure the new ID has been extended until May 3rd of 2023. In other words, uh, the entire project has been a failure. Uh, well, it's a giant government project, so yes, it yeah, is a failure. Because not enough people have gotten it. Now, did you get yours? I did. I got. Uh, I, I did mine. It was so easy to do it with AAA. I didn't have to go to an RMV office. All I had to do was go online, right, and they give you all these appointments time times available, and they're available at most of the AAA offices, and they give you the schedule of where to go. Right. The only reason I went to Greenfield was because that was the earliest one I could do, and my birthday was coming up like a week and a half later, mm. so I wanted to make sure that I got all the paperwork in. But I was in and out in fifteen minutes. See, I um, I, I got mine. Uh, the September pre-pandemic, because uh, you know I, it, my license was about to expire, right? And I just said, well, you know, since I got to go do this anyway, you know, the last thing I want to do is go to the Registry of Motor Vehicles twice. Rather, just do it once, get it over with. But it was not a complicated process. 
which is surprising because normally everything you do with the registry of motor vehicles is a complicated process. Well, yeah, so uh, you know, there you have to you're cutting in on their break time when you go in there. It's uh well, when's right. your break time? Between 9 and 5 all day long. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you if you go to the website and you find out what they need as far as identification to get your real ID, it's not that it's not that uh, tough. In fact, you're probably better off you know bringing more than you need just to prove it's you and where you live. Here, here we are crapping on the uh, the RMV people. I got no problem with that. What do you mean you got no problem with that? They're the ones that control your license. You don't want to do that. Yeah, but I don't. I'm in control of my own license for now. You know, I mean, I I don't have to go back for a while to renew. Um, and with any luck, I won't have to go into the registry for many years to come. Remember how I was saying uh, we didn't get an update on that accident yesterday? Yes. Well, because uh, not one news source around would have that information. The person involved in the crash did reach out. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Really? Uh, info on the 91 crash. I was. I won't say his name. I was driving behind the 18-wheeler where they signal uh, going down from three, three lanes to two. The 18-wheeler wheeler was shifting into the left lane. And never saw the blue, I think, Subaru, maybe. Crushed him into the guardrail, then jumping the median and ripping out the fencing. Uh, Thank God no one was coming the other way. That is pretty lucky that nobody was coming the other way. Because you saw the guardrail oh, yeah. uh, smashed open. Uh, pretty scary. I hope that helps a little. Have a great day. And I just, well, I'm glad you're okay. But And thank you for being the top reporter in your own story. No, actually, thank you for being the only, only reporter, reporter in your own, in your own story. story. I'm always surprised by that. You know, when you have like a major disruptive situation, you know, like a like a major accident on the highway, mm -hmm. how we don't find a lot of uh, you know a, a, a lot of uh, follow up. I mean, we don't follow up on a lot of stories anyway, simply because of manpower or what have you. But right. in a situation like that, when you've had thousands of people inconvenienced for hours, you'd yeah. like to think to get a little bit of detail about what happened. How it happened, and is everybody okay? Yeah, you would think, but they'll probably. You know what they're probably going to do? They're going to twenty two is going to have their little meeting today yep. after listening to us in the morning, and then go, hey, you know what? We should really talk to the guy that was involved in that accident yesterday. You know, and then they're going to have this big, uh, you know, I team investigation oh, yeah. about how dangerous it is to drive on the highways in Massachusetts. <laughs> you know what's so funny is you know we say this every now and then, and it makes us sound so arrogant, except it's true. That's the thing. Yeah. It happens quite a lot where the television stations learn about stories because we talked about it first. It's not a coincidence. No, it's not. We've, we've said things, and, and, you know, within half an hour, Mass Live will have a follow-up on something or, or talk about something that we've talked about only because a listener called in to tell us what was going on. You know what I mean? You know, at some point, and it doesn't have to be, obviously, we don't have a lot of time this week. But we should maybe bring Barry in and and, uh, and and talk to him about all the many ways in which this show has influenced the news. Do you think that's really necessary to bring Well, Barry I, I in? just think it, it'd be important to have a little backup to that claim. Well, he's kind of, I've noticed, uh, got a lot of sour grapes going on now that he's retired. Well, isn't that what every retired guy is supposed to do? And maybe not. Well, he's done a few public posts about it, but he, he definitely events to me. Yeah. About, are you, are you looking at this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look at what's going on here. This is what makes him so special. <laughs> he was the one uh, which uh, 
he he sent he alerted me that the, the person on Western Mass News was doing the story about uh, the history of peanut butter, right? And the reporter, whoever it was, said uh, it celebrates the uh, whoever the guy was that created the first homogenocide peanut butter. Jesus, I had and no I'm idea. Like, it was so dangerous. I mean, I knew choosy moms choose Jif. Yeah, but, and uh, I know there are a lot of people with the peanut allergy, yeah, but I didn't realize that, it was blocking out entire a, populations of people. Homogenocide peanut Jeez. butter. Jeez. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, some, that is go. some very, very <laughs> specific dangers of uh, that stuff. Well, I always like... Well, I always like my peanut butter homogenocides. <laughs> Choosy moms do, in fact, choose Jeff, and they can choose to keep you out of my <sighs> life. Uh, a sad story. A driver died, and a passenger was critically injured in an early morning crash on Page Boulevard in which uh, their car went off the road and slammed into a building, police said. The driver was pronounced dead at the, at the scene. His name is not being released until the press pending notification of his family. The crash reported just after 12.30 a.m. in the area of 300 Page Boulevard near the intersection of Guillaume Street. Uh, uh, this is another terrible, yeah. terrible accident. According to police, officers responding to the scene found the car had crashed into a building and was on fire. A female passenger was removed from the car by a fire department. She was taken by ambulance to Bay State and later flown by helicopter to a Boston hospital. That's serious. Yeah. When the trauma center in your own metro area can't do anything for you, that they need to send you 90 miles away is pretty messed up. Yeah. A uh, second woman in the vehicle was also injured and taken to Bay State by ambulance. The crash remains under investigation. Uh, did you see the pictures of it? I though? did see the pictures. It's uh, terrible. A pretty, pretty nasty accident. Uh, a Southwest Airlines pilot is under investigation for allegedly assaulting a flight attendant at a California bar during an argument over wearing masks. USA Today says the pilot was cited for assault and battery over the October 18th dispute at a hotel bar in San Jose. The Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office will determine whether to file criminal charges. The incident comes amid a surge in unruly airline passengers this year who sometimes become violent. The FAA says airlines have reported thousands of cases of disruptive passengers most of them involving passengers who refuse to obey a federal requirement to wear a mask. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of these incidents are people who have been drinking before they even get on the plane. Probably. And that's what agitates them because that's what booze does to you. Yeah. Now when you, you when, start when, getting confrontational. When you flew down to Atlanta last week. Uh, you had to wear a mask, right, on the plane? You did, but there was nobody complaining about it. Nobody was, like, violating the rule. Like, because nobody, you know, who wants to be disruptive on a flight? And who wants to be a part of a viral video where everybody in the world is going to be making fun of you? You know, I, the, the way I see it, if I'm on a flight, I'm with these people for hours. You know, just to get to this, it could be one or two hour flight, depending on where you go, obviously. But it's like, I'm stuck in the middle of the sky with all of these people, do I want to be the guy that causes a ruckus because I'm not happy with the mask mandate? Here, here, here's the, I'm not, I, I could never be that guy. Here's, uh, here's the thing that I think about. This is what happens when I get on an airplane. I get on an airplane, and I look around at all the people going, if we go down, these are the people that you're going to die with. That's how I think about uh, 
Well, that's and a, I, and that's I, a pretty happy thought, Steve. And I start evaluating uh, people. Well, I wouldn't. He looks like a nice guy, but that guy, I don't want him sharing the limelight of my death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You no, have to I, have uh, other good people with you. Yeah. You, you, know? you, you want to make sure you're on the yeah. you're you're on a flight with a bunch of uh, you know potential you know canonized saints. Yeah, I, and I, I just uh, I, I, that's what I think about when I get on the plane. Do you ever think about maybe that they're saying the same thing about you? Like, he seems like a pretty good guy, but that guy, <laughs> the one with the Rock 102 t-shirt, you know, I'm not so sure. I have a, I have a video of when my, uh, my kids were, uh, I think, did I have the second? No, I didn't. I, well, I only had my, my oldest daughter, right? Okay. And uh, we took, uh, it was my wife and I and her friend and her son and our daughter, and we were going uh, to Florida. We were going to go to Orlando. Okay. And, uh, she, uh, my uh, friend was taking her son to to Disney, and we were going to go too. But it was only because we had gotten free tickets somehow sure. through the thing. Because the my daughter was only like a year and a half old; like she wouldn't have remembered any yeah, of she that. Didn't, stuff. She had no you know, appreciation for what you were trying to do. So uh, there's a video of me uh, like interviewing everybody in the airport. Uh, you know, oh, let's go on our happy trip uh, down to Florida. And then after everybody says something, you can hear me in the background going, this is the video they find in the crash wreckage. Oh, it was so sad. Such a happy family. Their first time to Disney World, all of their dreams were broken. And then just like this. And then uh, then you can hear my wife yelling at me saying, stop it. Stop it right now. I don't think you're supposed to be joking about crashes in the airport. Well, that's why I was whispering, because I yeah. didn't want anybody else to hear me, except yeah, yeah. for the people I was immediately with. That's why they tell you not to joke about, like, you know, bringing guns on a plane or, you know, explosives or, you know, yeah. you, got, uh, you got firecrackers in your shoes. Yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be carrying all that stuff. Not that's only not it. carrying it, but not even carrying good punchlines about it. That, that's illegal. Uh, let's see. A new survey of people over 30 who have been married uh, before found online dating is now the most common way married couples meet. But those relationships might not be as sturdy as the ones that start out the old-fashioned way. The poll specifically looked at first marriages of people who met within the last two decades. 12% of couples who met online got divorced within the first three years, compared to 8% who met in school, 7% who met at work, and just 2% of people who met through friends or family. Mm. The gap starts to close if you make it through those first three years, though. 15% of couples who meet through friends will split up within 10 years compared to 20% of people who meet online. Damn. Yeah. That doesn't bode very well. And uh, couples who meet at work are actually the least likely to make it a decade. 24% of them will get divorced. You know, we've known people that have gotten married and it didn't work out at uh, several... uh, Places of employment. Yes. But we've also known people that have uh, gotten together and they've been around f- for a long time. That you work with? Uh, they they started off where they were both working here, and then one of the people involved in that relationship uh, you know, moved on. I think you have to. But that relationship has, uh, has endured the mm-hmm. test of time. Can you imagine having to work with your wife? Every single day of your life, well, and then not, and going home and seeing her there every single day of your life. Well, the problem is, my wife is a teacher, so yeah. in order for me to imagine working with her every day, I'd have to work in a school too, yeah. and that I can't imagine anyone taking the risk 
uh, to do you, uh, to you know allow me to educate. Yeah, you kind of got to be. Uh, there's got to be something seriously wrong with you to want to work with your wife every single day. By the way, Dan Williams coming up after ten o'clock. <laughs> Rock one hundred two. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And look at them. Yeah. Still together after all these years. God bless them. Well, because they don't work together anymore. That I probably think helps. They, I think if they worked together, uh, continued on, they would have killed each other by now. They might have. I yeah. don't know. I mean, you know, Dan's a pretty affable, likable guy. Uh, so is Kim. Kim's yeah. a pretty affable uh, likable lady, person. too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but, uh, uh, yeah, but you know what? You stay with somebody that long, and you have to see them every single moment of every single day. Oh, I know. I know. And then go home and talk about your day. Oh, well, which how you, was your day? The same as your day. Well, what do you got to talk about? Yeah, Nothing. We did the same thing we always do in front of each other every single day, all day long. Those are tough. Those are tough parameters to and live in. And we will get up at four in the morning and do it all again tomorrow. Now it is. It is important to have other interests in other things. You know that because like you know, you know, Jenny comes home after a tough day at school. Mm-hmm. You know, I say, "How was your day?" She tells me how her day was. She says, "How was your day?" I tell how my day was. And now we have something to talk about. How difficult our days were. Do you really? Because there's really nothing to talk about here. Well, there is something we, very rote about everything we do yeah. day after day. Like it doesn't really change that much. No, it doesn't. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 50. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Something you've made. Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 50. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Dave from Dave Sutton, Pet City, is going to be uh, in the studio with us uh, moments from now. Although, I don't even know how he wants to be, uh, even how he, he wants us to even talk to him about him anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, uh, but he'll be in here after 8 o'clock. He'll answer your phone calls. We'll talk about pets. We'll talk about food. There may even be a soda question uh, every now and then, too. But we'll get to that just after 8 o'clock. I wonder if somebody from Petco is available. All right. You know what? I'm not even going to pretend I even heard that. And he can't hear you because his headphones are on. That's probably a good thing. You little bastard. He's making Petco jokes about you. (laughs) Don't put up with that. Don't don't even address that. Uh, And also later on this morning, we're going to talk to uh, Kevin Bartini. From the uh, the Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival. That's coming about uh, 8.45 this morning. Uh, it's uh, 8.756 on Rock 102. You from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, the World Series is over. It's now time to get our back to our lives and focus on the things that really matter. Today, I'll be fixing a toilet seat that's come loose. I might also make myself lunch, perhaps even take a nap. You know, all the big decisions and projects that have been on hold during the World Series will finally get the much-needed attention that they deserve. As you probably know by now, the Atlanta Braves have won their first World Series in nearly 26 years, blasting the Houston Astros by a score of 7-0 to take the series in six games. Now... I don't mean to kick a dead baseball team when it's down, but when you're on the brink of an almost certain elimination and your team is playing at home, I would have attempted to score something known as runs. Instead, the Astros chose to take a different approach as if they were some other more effective option. The problem is that in championship situations such as these, there really are no other options. Scoring runs happens to be crucial. 
and preventing the other team, in this case the Atlanta Braves, from scoring runs of their own is equally crucial. It really is one of the most fascist and unfair parts of World Series play, but rather than take that tired old route, the Astros decided, no, not this time. Let's see how these guys respond to seven unanswered runs. On paper, it seems like an interesting approach, but falling seven runs behind has its bad points too. If only the Astros had some way of gaining an unfair advantage, perhaps something using technology and discreetly combining it with a primal form of unsophisticated communication to, oh, I don't know, steal signs from the opposing pitcher and his catcher. Oh, who am I kidding? Like the Astros that ever lower themselves to that sort of standard. Why, it's almost beneath them to try something so brazenly underhanded in a must-win situation. Again. So congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for taking advantage of the Astros' shocking misunderstanding of the basic rules of baseball and winning their first World Series since 1995. That's pretty exciting stuff, despite my appalling lack of interest in the outcome. Had this been against the Red Sox, I'm sure that might have had a different outcome, but it was not. Instead, it was all you. So congratulations with all of that. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Everybody loves pizza, especially pizza from an Uni Pizza oven. Rocky's is your grilling destination with Traeger Woodfire Grills, Weber Grills, the Big Green Egg, and now the Uni Portable Outdoor Pizza Oven. Available right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and Billy Idol on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50. It is 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I don't know if I can express my joy and satisfaction quite enough. But Dave from Dave Sutton Pet City is back in the studio for the first time in a, in a, in a, in a, in a way too long. Yeah, I've awakened from hibernation, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. It's good to see you. Uh, it's great to be here. I know. Well, you know, I love what you've done with the place. We've done nothing <laughs> yes. to the place. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, it's I, a... the, the good thing is, is I have moved into another room, so I don't have to be with any of you in the studio. Right. I'm, so. I'm, uh, I can see you through the glass. He's coming up in the world. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but Dave, remember, just like in the stores, uh, don't tap on the glass. It yeah, disturbs exactly. the fish. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's going going on with you 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 uh, you mean you sold a lot of the locations and now you had yeah. one and now what you know so what happened was i sold all but the agawam store how about how is this for timing right before uh, the, the pandemic so uh, but i kept one cuz i wanted a place to go every day and i didn't want to get murdered at home <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, as it turned out i had such a good crew in agawam that during covid i i went like for six minutes a week to mm -hmm. sign checks. Right. And and um, Ellen was kind. It didn't kill me at all. And there's still time. There's time. It's early yet. Don't I say understand. never. And then, I, and then I said, you know what? It's it's really hard to run one store. And so I, the, the folks who I, Smithland Supplies, who I sold the other ones, kept every one of my employees. They promoted a bunch of my employees. It, it was just a good deal for everybody and I called them and said, you know what? I'm done. And now wow. and now yeah. uh, your new job is selling Athena products on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want a bachelorette party? I'm selling these sex toys over here. 
Well, I was doing that before. I mean, that's the beauty of the internet. Yes, but now you now have I more make time. live performances. Yeah, you have more time to do it. We'll wash balls. your borzoi or sell you Benoit balls. There yeah. you go. There you have it. All right. right. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you in here, Dave, is uh, yeah. not only because I uh, am enamored by your good looks and yeah. your intelligence, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. my uh, my youngest daughter uh, asked me a few months ago uh, to get a hamster. Yep. Right, she wanted a hamster, and I. Yep. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's hard enough around here taking care of this uh, this dog that we have to make sure that he's fed and he's got water, and you know, making sure he's uh, being taken care of during the day. Are you responsible enough to take care of another animal in the house? And uh, I said uh, I made a, uh, a a bet with her, a deal, if you will. That I would get the hamster if she, in fact, cleaned the house every single night in the air, you know, the living room area where they make a big, the most of the mess. And uh, wouldn't you know it? She followed through every single day. <laughs> uh, right? That's a problem. So, uh, so now I said, well, I guess we're going to have to get a hamster in here now. But I'm talking to you off the air. And uh, what's the deal with the hamsters? Don't get one. Really? Why? They're, they're, they're jerks. They, they're jerks. <laughs> but they're so cute. They're very cute, but they they can be nasty. They you know they can bite. They're they're little. They get they get loose. I, I'm telling you, get a guinea pig. A, a guinea, guinea pig. pig. Yeah, guinea pigs are wonderful. But you were also telling me there there is a supply shortage too. There is a supply shortage. Of hamsters. Uh, but I know people. Can't they just grow new ones? They can. They get there. What was the th- in Star in Star Trek? What were the little the tribbles? Th- the tribbles, right? Yeah, it's just, they they, they right. act, it's actually like they right. grow themselves, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's say we get this uh, this yeah. guinea pig. Yeah, get a guinea about, pig, uh, which is very insulting to Italians anyway. But uh, this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, to call them pigs. Right. Yeah, I know. Some of ridiculous. them are very good looking people. Yeah. Right. Um, what is what in, what is involved in taking care of one of these things? Is it uh, like a it, it, obviously, you got to clean the cage every you've day. Got to right? clean, yeah. You got to clean the cage. You've got to give it the right food. Um, you've and you got to play with it. They, I mean, we sell these little halters and stuff where you yeah. can take them out and you can walk them. But I mean, they're just they're cuddly. I have never ever heard of a guinea pig biting anybody, right, uh-huh. or being nasty. They're, I'm I'm telling you, they're the best of all worlds. All right. Well, that sounds better than a rat. Yeah. Well, see, no, rats are cool too. Rats and hamsters are different. No, 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 no. Yeah, no see, rats. But when people say rats, I mean, we're thinking about you know, like you know, hamsters picking through, and gerbils and stuff. You know, picking through garbage. Yeah. You know, you know, being in between the yeah. tracks of the of the subway. Yeah. That kind of rat, as opposed yeah. to like the domesticated rat, which is a surprisingly clean rodent. Clean, right, right, right. right. Here's a here's the other question that I yep. really want to know, and and just a guesstimate of. Uh, how much am I in for for the initial purchase of all the items, including the guinea pig that I need? Uh, easily under seven thousand. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> under seven thousand. Easily. Well, yes. Are you required to get them spay or neutered? <laughs> no. Yeah. You're you're into it for let's say a cage is eighty or ninety dollars uh-huh. for a good size cage. Uh-huh. So it's a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred. All right, that's not bad. That's I was reasonable. thinking maybe yeah. to have like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars. No, 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 no. For getting no, one no. of these things. No, and then uh, no. how, how much is the food on a weekly basis? Uh, 
two dollars. Really? For the whole week? For the whole week, yeah. Come on. No. What about the cardboard toilet paper rolls? I mean, that used to yeah, give like gerbils I, I, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can still give them that, and, and they, they like to chew on, uh, you know, you get them toys. But all kidding aside, the wonderful thing about uh, guinea pig and even fish, if you want to do fish and stuff, which remember when your kids were little? I do. In? We had the fish. You had the fish. It It teaches kids so much about life it, it really does and especially if you can get your kids involved in taking care of the these little critters it's different with a dog because the the parents always end up i don't care who you are the parents end up taking care of the dog but but kids really they can be involved with changing the cage they mm-hmm. can be involved you know with with uh taking the little one for for a walk and stuff, and I think it's just the best thing in the world to do for kids. I think when you uh, when you teach a kid how to um, <clears throat> flush a fish down a toilet because it died mm-hmm. because yeah. your town's water is too toxic for it right. to live in, I, then, I, at that, I, right. then at that point you say, right. well, this is a good life lesson right. for everybody. But don't you know don't drink the water in that town. You know what, though? I, all kidding aside, I remember your kids in the store yeah. coming in, and, I'm, and not me because I don't know anything, but Matt teaching, te- you know, taking them from this tank to this mm-hmm. tank to this tank. Here's what this fish does. Here's what that that fish does. You no, can't Matt put this good. one with. Right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. So come on. I, I really like the idea you can walk the guinea pig on a leash. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's kind of neat. Well, you can't do that with a hamster. Correct. Now, right. how long will, will one of those things live? I mean, uh, are you a few s- years? Okay, yeah. so yeah. It's- and that's the other problem: hamsters don't live that long. Yeah, I also find that you know, like some pets that live like 30, 40 years is a big, it's a much worse commitment. Yes, like a bird will last forever, <laughs> yeah, forever. Yeah, you know, like a, outlive you. Like a like a turtle. Yeah. I mean, oh my yep. god, it'll last for you know hundreds yep. of years. They'll yep. outlast you. Yep, that's a problem. Now, when you're walking one of these guinea pigs, uh, like say through a park, is it like having a puppy where all the chicks come? Well, up you know, go, they oh, don't have they don't have like it's not like a dog park where you have yeah. guinea pig parks. Right. There's no there's no guinea. <laughs> 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 well, that Italian social club. Uh, right. Down there. Uh, they, they don't have like little guinea pig hydrants the, and no, stuff. Like the no. Other, the other concern that I have yeah. is the dog. Yeah. Because I have a, a five year almost five year old black lab now. Yep. Now he doesn't chase after anything. He doesn't like you know, he he once tried to play with a groundhog, you know, uh a, you know, woodchuck so or whatever. I, and he was like and the groundhog was just scared, but I the dog just wanted to play with the groundhog and the groundhog wasn't having any of that. Listen, almost <laughs> almost every one of my of our customers that have a guinea pig or something like that, they have dogs and cats. I just I, I didn't yep. want the you know yeah. the dog to turn into Cujo nope. and pick right. up the guinea pig and right. around in the mouth. Yeah, see, and my my dog loves the small toys. You know, eighty yep. pounds of stupid, but he'll play with a small yep. toy. He sees a, a, a like a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not a guinea pig, but certainly like you know gerbil size rodent. Right, it's a toy. It's a toy, and he'll be tossing that. Right. thing. he'll try to pull out its little squeaker because that's what he does within minutes. Right. Yeah, but then, uh, but that's that's my dog. Yeah, that's that's the only right. problem my dog has. Well, right. many others, but that's the primary yeah. one. You know, and the other the other thing is, I was told by the vet. Jumping to dogs now, I was told by the vet last year, you really need to get this because I was buying the Costco brand uh, uh, dog food. What is the matter with you? Well, see, this is the thing. So, have you not met vet, Dave Ratner yet? You know, you know, actually, you're right. He's not that bright. The vet <laughs> says to me, 
You really need to get him on like a like a high grain something. And so I was buying this stuff called Taste of the Wild. Yeah. Which is uh, also a taste of what the rich live like because it's it that isn't. much money to get a bag. It is. You actually want for a twenty-eight pound bag. Yeah, but you wind up feeding the dog less with a, with a premium. Right? Am I right about that? Of course. He, he didn't want to eat it, so it would take hours and hours for him to even finish the bowl. Did he finish the bowl? Yeah, eventually, but okay. not. Uh, you know, and then uh, I, I ran out of some a couple weeks ago, and then I I said. I was kind of limping along with what I had left, and then I I, I bought uh, impromptu the small bag of puppy chow. Yeah, uh, and uh, he ate that up like he was uh, eating a right. McDonald's. Happy so meal. let me ask you a question. Yeah, what what tastes better, broccoli or a Milky Way? Uh, well, if you mix them both together, I'm pretty sure they taste <laughs> right. uh, just as good. Right. So can I mix the two? No. Well. I, but see, the the the, uh, and, the science and, behind this is, is if you're giving the dog a bunch of filler, it's just going to eat a ton of it, and then you're going to go through that medium right. bag of of uh, of you know, store bought food, yeah. and it's not going to give him the nutrition he needs. But if you get him with something that's got you know you know protein and the good stuff, it may be more expensive, but he will eat less of it because he gets filled up faster. Yeah, but Steve, don't you do you ever do you, do you drive by my Agawam store? I do. So go in and get a bag of my of Dave's grain free chicken food. It's probably just Purina. Pump. Get a, no, get, a, get, a four, get a four pound bag. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that make sure the dog likes it. I will get some today. Yeah. Okay. And I'll also check out the guinea pigs that you yes. get in the store. See now, doing. my dog has got like a lot of uh, allergies. Yep. Winds up uh, you know scratching all yep. day long. Yep. And uh, you know we have him. He's on. Uh, he, we feed him the uh, blue buffalo. Yep. All right, so it's a, I mean, it's a good, yeah. it's a good you know, yep. premium food. Yep. To me, I don't think it's the food for him. I think it it's, isn't the food. It's I think he's got a grass allergy because so he I, loves I will rolling tell around you, in grass. I will tell you, after 46 years of doing this, 99% of that is environmental. Very, There's not a lot of it's the food. Yeah. It's environmental. He likes to roll around in wet yep. grass, Yep. which, of course, you know, yep. then, and then he comes in and he's you know chomping at himself all day long. And they give you like Apoquil, which is a uh, a pill that takes yep. away the itch. Yep. It's only $150 per tablet, which, you know. Uh, I know. It, it's, it's, a, right. it's, it's ridiculous. Right. But unbelievable. Right. But, he, right. but, he'll, but he'll, he'll be uh, chewing on himself all day long. Right. And it ain't just one spot. It's the whole yeah. kit and caboodle. So, I, I, you know, there's a, if, if for those of you who are out there, if your dog, you know, just doesn't like whatever dry food you want to feed, I don't care if you go to the grocery store, buy a can of low-salt broth, beef broth or chicken broth. Okay. Which is what, nine, I don't know, $1.49? Sure. Just the broth. Throw a little a bit of that into the dry food. Oh, broth. Yeah, because you know, we, we've never right? fed them like the, uh, the, the, uh, the canned food. Right. Maybe. But, you, but you said they, that they really kind of need it. Can, canned food is, is the best way to go. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to eat that, yeah. uh, that yeah. other stuff. And, and even if you want to get some canned food, you know, mix mix a quarter of a can of, of the canned food into oh, it. That stuff is it so provides good. moisture. Yeah, a lot, well, so, you know, a lot of people, Ellen won't do it. It's gross. Canned food is just gross. She won't do it. <laughs> but, it is. It's, a, it's like uh, there's something about that smell. Well, is she, I mean, is she eating the canned food? I can't get her to. <laughs> she thinks it's gross. 
But I told her how much good. It's low, lower in carbs, and it's yeah, much better it, for her figure. Alan, it's good for your coat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you, know, do you know what I got to do to put this yeah, food I can't on get this get table? I can't. I just can't get her to do it. So where's the soda business going these days? Well, the soda business is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, I think it's all seltzer. It's seltzer, and we still sell yeah. some of the some of the weird, you know, um, what do you call them, artisanal yeah, stuff. The, the, but it's just it's seltzer, which is crazy because it's just yeah. basically, basically but, you know. Well, I, I mean, it kind of makes sense because more people are moving away from sugar and uh, going to the the flavored sodas, which actually some of those taste better than the regular sodas too. Right. I mean, Polar, uh, you know, who is a local company, started out, out of Worcester. Yeah. And they just built a, uh, you know, God bless them. They just built a huge, 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 huge brand. Yeah. And it's all it's all seltzer it's for them. It's all now. seltzer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We, we grew up on all that great sugary I, stuff that was so delicious and rotted yep. your teeth out. Yep. And before your time, because I'm way older than you, the soda had real sugar in it. It didn't have any of this high fructose corn syrup crap in it. Yeah. It was real sugar. Those so were the you good could, days. Yeah, like That's, the orange crush and the hires and all. I mean, you could take a swig of that. You could just feel your teeth rotting oh, as you swished good. it around in your mouth. Yeah, you know? from, that's why they, they sell those. Uh, and you'd spit out part of your teeth. The, yeah, the, the, co the Coca-Cola. They sell the Coca-Cola from Mexico. Mexico with yeah, real that's sugar. that's the one, with, that's the yeah, one yeah. that tastes way, and it's in a glass bottle. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, you know, like when Jolt, Jolt Cola was out when I was in college, yep. and, they, and, they would, and they would market themselves yeah. as all the sugar and all the caffeine. Yep. And, you know, if... If you're you know, you're studying all night in college, it was nothing better than a few doses of Vibrin and a six pack of Jolt, and you could finish off an entire semester of British literature in one night. Exactly. You Great hear, stuff. You want to hear my favorite soda joke? Sure. Why does Dr Pepper come in a bottle? <laughs> I don't know. Because his wife died. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was worth waiting for. Dave. Uh, is, is that better than coming in a can? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, my friend? Dave from Dave Sutton and Pet City. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me back, boys. We'd love to have you back soon enough. All right. It's 825 on Rock 102. This is Ryan Pelletier, project manager at Raymond R. Hool Construction. For over 40 years. Car. 8.32 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. A driver and a passenger were as critically injured in an early morning crash on Page Boulevard in which their car went off the road and slammed into a building, according to police. The driver was pronounced dead at the scene. His name is not being released until a press pending notification of family. The crash was reported just after 12.30 a.m. in the area of 300 Page Boulevard near the action of Guion Street. According to police, officers responding to the scene found the car had crashed into the building and was on fire. A female passenger was removed from the car by the fire department. She was taken by ambulance to Bay State and then later flown to Boston uh, to a, for a hospital there. A second woman was also injured and taken to Bay State uh, by ambulance. The crash remains under investigation. Horrible, horrible uh, look at the scene. Terrible. That one. Uh, a deadly crash uh, closed some roads and the Willamancet Bridge, which connects Chickabee and Holyoke. This is another one. This happened the other day on Monday. Uh, the uh, 1230 and no other information about what's going on about about this. Uh, two people inside the vehicle died as it flipped into the canal in Holyoke. Jesus. Wow. 
Uh, yeah. And uh, so far, uh, it re still remains under investigation, and uh, nobody has any answers yet uh, of, as to why that happened. But there's been such an increase in in, in severe accidents. Yeah, and 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 you know, like we said, there's also been an increase in the lack of follow up in some of these stories too, which is uh, well, that's not a surprise. No, it's, from the local media it's, here, it's not. But when you've had you know you know crashes like this. Yeah, and I'm thinking about the one on Page Boulevard, but especially the one yesterday, the the, the jackknife uh, truck on on 91. You know, with no follow up. You know, it's like you know the people were inconvenienced for hours on this thing. You know, you'd like to know, you know, what happened, and are the people involved okay? Right. Uh, it was a uh, big election night in western Massachusetts with a few new faces winning office in the city of Holyoke. Joshua Garcia won the mayoral race in a city with, according to the U.S. Census, a majority Latino and Hispanic population. Did you really need to consult the U.S. Census to give you that stat? Um, if that's the only place that's providing it for you, sure. Uh, Garcia is the uh, officially the first Latino mayor in Holyoke history. In the city of Westfield, Michael McCabe won over Don Hummison. In a rematch of their 2019 race, but this time McCabe won by a larger margin. Western Mass now has three new mayors. Hampshire County's newest mayor in Northampton is Gina Louise Chiara, winning with an aggressive majority vote. Both G uh, Garcia and Chiara will serve four-year terms. McCabe will serve a two-year term. The event was a great night for political newcomers. Yay! Yay! Political newcomers. And then uh, Nicole LaChapelle up in East Hampton uh, easily won her seat, uh, uh, you know, Kept her seat, I yeah. guess you could say. Well, I mean, she beat a guy who didn't show up to the uh, debates and another guy in a hat. Yeah. Apparently, he does own that brewery. He does. Yeah, okay. I was told that uh, that he did. Um, but uh, I don't even know his name because the only thing I remember about him was that hideous hat he was wearing on TV. Well, I don't want to judge the hat. I'm just saying that, uh, you know. Usually, you know, if you hired like a political consultant, yeah. or it, to uh, to manage your campaign, you know, if I'm that guy, let's say I'm Tony Signoli working, uh, you know, with that guy, my first thing would be, whatever you do, don't wear the hat. Right. You know, you know, if you go on there, you talk about the issues, you talk about uh, your points of view and what you plan to do for the city. That's probably more effect effective if you leave the hat at home, because otherwise people only remember the hat. Right. The just hat. a bit, of, just a bit, of, a oh. bit of political <clears throat> advice. We've said it before. Uh, you know the, uh, the like a bank robber. You know mm. the, the way to throw everybody off is you walk in with the most ridiculous looking thing on your head, and we've seen that happen before in some of the bank robberies around here guy would wear like a big yellow hat like totally out of character for anybody walking into a bank yeah and the only thing that the people can remember as a description is that hat yeah he, but she, that hat is long gone after that guy he leaves the bank he throws that hat right away puts on a different hat I mean, if they're trying to do a police sketch and they say well what color eyes does he have i don't know all i could see was the hat did he have any facial hair i don't know again i just saw the hat that's right. like what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know? that, if you stand out with that and nobody else is going to remember any other attribute. And, you. you know, don't don't get us wrong. You know, we're not kicking the guy while he's down. I mean, he lost a major election after all. And and good for him for at least, uh, you know, doing his best to be a part of it. But I think sometimes the hat works against you. 
Yes. Because people think you start looking like uh, Dr. Demento or... We should start running public service announcements about how uh, hats uh, can affect your your appearance. I don't. I don't. I don't think uh, hats themselves are the problem, but maybe the style of hat. You know, if he were like wear like a baseball hat or something. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it worked for Trump, but it. You know, it might the top hat might not be the best way to do it. It's a little out of fashion. Uh, Enfield police were called to 38 Thompson Court after a man broke in uh, armed with a gun. Investigators identified the suspect as 36-year-old Brandon Blanks. He's shooting blanks. That almost sounds like a like a, a question on match game. Brandon Blanks. All right. Yeah. Then you go to like Charles Nelson Riley, and you know he he writes on the card boobs, and that would be like the yeah. whole thing. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Homeowners led to him into the apart- apartment with the intent of taking the apartment of another resident. When he entered the apartment, Blanks pointed the pistol at one victim and pointed the gun menacingly at the other. Well, I'm pointing at you, but I'm really pointing at you. When police searched his home and car, they found two more loaded uh, 9mm semi-automatic pistols. Bo- uh, police took both guns. Well, I would hope that they would have. Right. Uh, one gun, which had a... Uh, 30-round magazine only had 24 bullets. Now, what happened to the other six? Did you not have enough, or did you spend, or did you blow off six of them? Maybe use those in target practice. Could be. Anticipating what his day was going to look like. Police also found 400... I like this. This is the way the Western Mass wrote this. Ready? Police also found 400, 400 bags of heroin fentanyl. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. They found 400... 400 bags the guy, of fentanyl. The guy, Goodfellas, who used to say everything twice. I'm going to go get the papers. Get the papers. Right? <laughs> the, police found 400, 400 bags of heroin fentanyl. That's a lot of heroin. Am I crazy? <laughs> heroin, uh, heroin. 72 grams of crack cocaine, eight opiate pills, and $100 in cash. Got the whole uh, holiday theme going there on. There you go. Blanks was arrested and charged with sales of narcotics, criminal use of a weapon, yada, yada, yada. He was held on $900,000 bail. That's an odd number. Yeah, that's a... You're like 100000 short of a million. Why don't you just say a million? What, what's a guy got to do in this state to get a million dollar bail? 35-year-old Letitia Krasler of Springfield was also arrested and charged with possession of a weapon in a car. Krasler was released on $2,000 bond and will appear in court on January 11th. He got off light. Imagine that, two thousand uh, dollars, uh, baby. Uh, can you uh, get me out of jail? Um, I only, I'm sorry, my family only had the two thousand dollars to put up. <laughs> I think you only got to put a portion of yeah, it. Yeah, like ten percent right? or something. Right. So even uh, you know two hundred bucks, that's probably easy enough to come by. You get your, your friends together to gather the money for you. But nine hundred thousand? Yeah, ain't even, nobody got that kind of money to lend you. Even uh, even a GoFundMe page may not reach a nine hundred thousand dollar bail. Even ten percent of it. Ninety thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, and considering all he's being charged with, that uh, that kind of crowdsourcing campaign might not be very successful. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I mean, see the guy a, actually had 400, 400 bags of fentanyl for crying out loud. You don't see a lot of people giving money to a GoFundMe to get somebody out of jail who just did something stupid or is accused of doing something stupid. Oh, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of GoFundMe pages for people who have done stupid things that need a help. Oh, like that guy. Uh, what was the guy in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin? 
He got a lot of donations. You I'm know, trying to remember what he did. He shot the two protesters. Oh, yes, in, yes. Uh, you know, uh, and, but then you come to find out, like, all the, like, he, he was, he's kind of an idiot to begin with, as opposed to, you know, being seen as some sort of hero. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know how you, how I, you do that. I, I could never be an activist. I don't care about something enough to want to protest it or go fight the good fight. Yeah, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm kind of with you on that one too. They had, uh, they had a protest uh, near my house last year. There was a, there was a, there's this uh, country store that we have in town, and then. Uh, these two uh, knuckleheads from Amherst, uh, you know, somehow found out probably you really had to go out of your way to find this place. OK, you know, these two activists from Amherst find that, uh, that, that this country store in Huntington was uh, w- was using the word China virus in their policy for covid, uh, which whatever, like, <laughs> you know, you really had to seek that out because. I live near the place, and I would have never even known that that was written in any policy because I don't <laughs> care. You know what I mean? Like, and then they had this like, oh, we're coming there to protest. We're gonna boycott this business. And of course, you rile up all these people in town who are like, you ain't coming to our town. We ain't gonna take that kind of crap from you. <laughs> so that it was like this pissing match between, yeah. uh, you, you know. As much as I disagreed with the argument, you know, like, okay, really, are you coming all the way from Amherst to to pick on this little like store? Yep, it, it didn't really matter to me. The most paid, I, I I drove down there though before the protest started because the people in town got there like an hour ahead of time, and uh, I see this uh, this uh, chubby guy with this big American flag T shirt on. <laughs> Shoving Doritos into his mouth, and I'm like, that is the most patriotic thing I've seen all day. That's America right yeah, there. Yeah, that's America. That, that, that's right America. There. And then uh, nothing happened. They all went home. All See, went I don't, home. I don't, um, I don't consider myself passionate about any one thing. Yeah, maybe passionate. Like, like, like nothing, nothing is burning inside of me so richly that I, you know, I'm going to focus on like a one topic, one issue. Uh, type of thing. I could never be uh, Greta Thunberg. I, c- I could never be her. One, I'm, I'm, I think I've aged out. And then two, I don't think I care that much. No, I don't. Does care that make that much. Does that make me a bad person, a no. bad citizen of the world? It's lack of interest. That's what it is. You just do what you got to do, and you get through. Uh, you can only control what you can get that Listen, is around you. You can't. We're getting paid this week. That's the thing I'm working for. You know, I'm, I'm working for that paycheck just a couple days away. That's the only thing I care about right at this moment. If I didn't get paid this week, well, then I would have to make some sort of, I would wage a protest, you know, with pitchforks and torches, that kind of thing. But prior to that, no, I don't think so. A uh, shortage of male university students is causing men to develop so-called golden penis syndrome, where they see themselves as a prize to be won by female suitors. The term coined by students at Sarah Lawrence College, New York, and popularized by American journalist John Berger is applied to heterosexual men who have an inflated ego due to the amount of interest shown in them by their female peers. Men believe this interest is a result of their innate uh, desirability, leading 
to an augmented sense of self and a tendency to become accidental Casanovas with bad habits like cheating, ghosting, and stringing women along and casual flings. They might have a, also have a poor social and sexual skills because they do not need to better themselves in order to secure dates with their accomplished female peers. But in reality, this heightened level of interest is largely down uh, to a lack of viable alternatives for women wanting to settle down. If you are spending $57,000 a year to attend Sarah Lawrence College, you're probably thinking you're a little bit better than everybody else, too. You have golden penis syndrome. Yeah, well... I got news for you. You don't. In the UK, 57% of all higher education students are female. The uh, proportion is higher in the U.S., where women account for 59% of all college students. This imbalance continues in the workplace, where there are more women with college or university degrees than men. Uh, Relationship therapist Sharice Cook uh, told female. That's Mm. uh, That's one of the male for women. Uh, Golden penis syndrome speaks of the delusional belief that you are unusually and uniquely gifted as a man, sexually or otherwise, and are above established norms of good manners, respect, and dating etiquette. Right. You know what? Um, uh, Marquette was was a private university, but I never felt that my penis was any more special than someone going to a community college or a state school. Yeah. No, I never, I never was that arrogant. Why should I be? Uh, no, you shouldn't be. No, I mean, it's yeah. very possible that uh, someone who well, maybe didn't even graduate high school may have a better one than me. This, who am I to judge? This was clearly the case in that, uh, that a sexual assault case we talked about yesterday in East Longmeadow, where, you know, this guy sets up a date to cuddle, and then all of a sudden starts whipping out his junk and then forcing yeah. himself on the woman. Like he's entitled to that kind of thing. Exactly. He's not. And, right. and that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that uh, is getting into the minds of people is like you have the you somehow well, have I, this right to be We like, have we have to squash that. We do. Uh one penis at a time. I took it one penis at a time <laughs> and it didn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. <laughs> You're a Pioneer Valley forecast today. <laughs> gonna ride around in style. I'm gonna drive all the ladies wild. <laughs> Cause I'll have the only one there is around. It's 33 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Hiya. Hey guys, this is Dean Rowan, co-founder, co-owner of Treehouse Brewing Company. Back in the day, when I was a plumber... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853 and Green Day in Rock 102. The song that sounds like they have uh, just had nasal surgery. Yeah, what are you going to do? Hey, uh, when you think of uh, comedy, you don't necessarily think of uh, the Berkshires or Lee of being a particularly funny town, but it is funny. Unless you're thinking of Pissfield. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a great uh, comedy show coming to, uh, to Lee on Saturday. It's the uh, No PCB 413 uh, Benefit, the Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival. Kevin Bartini is uh, on the phone that's right now from Lee. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, uh, this is very cool. Cool event. you got uh, four national headliners at, uh, at this thing. Tell us about uh, how this thing started. Uh, sure. Well, it, it's the, the um, show is the benefit for the no PCB dumps, um, which is a issue that's been very important in, in Lee for the last year and a half or so. Um, we've been wanting to do a fundraiser and had plans to do one back in April of 2020, but uh, 
you know, obviously the pandemic came and wiped that all out. So um, it's been kind of frustrating over the last year and a half not having any funds or anything to, to help these people in the fight. So finally, uh, you know, the pandemic has, has weakened enough that live entertainment came back, and as soon as it did, uh, I put this together and got, you know, some of my friends from, from Manhattan uh, comedy scene um, and, I, and I, I went looking, especially for ones who actually have some connections to the local Berkshire area. And, uh, yeah, I told the guys about it and, and we, you know, we've got a really good lineup, really some talented people and for, you know, something I'm, I'm passionate about, which is trying to save my hometown. Now it's all, is it only for the one night that you're doing this or is it? Well, this is one show for the one night, but this kind of kicks off the Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival, which is a whole new thing. And that's going to be a, a new permanent festival. Uh, it's kind of an open-ended, freewheeling idea of a festival, which is I'm, I'm connecting with all the local theaters, uh, you know, in the Berkshires. A lot of them, you know, after the end of the summer, they just kind of sit empty and right. they're underused and then they hemorrhage money because they're not being used. So we're working with them to try to bring in, you know, more shows to the area. Um, and the caveat is that every show I bring in and produce is going to be some sort of a fundraiser. It's going to be not a for-profit show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, we're going to hook up each show with a different, um, you know, a different local charity or a cause or something like that. So this very first show happens to be for the PCB dumps. I don't know if we'll do another for them, um, if we'll have to. But, you know, from here on out down the road, uh, if you hear a Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival show, it'll be a fundraiser or something for the local good. This is kind of our idea. This is uh, Kevin Bartini on the phone. This now, you know, just for people who may not be you know, aware of your work, uh, for yeah. a number of years, you were the opening act for the Daily Show and the Colbert Report. And in fact, your your website says that you were discovered by uh, by John Stewart. Tell us uh, how that happened. Uh, yeah, well, I'd been doing I'd been doing stand up at that time for I guess eight somewhere between eight to ten years, maybe, and uh, I. I had, you know, had been a house MC at a comedy club in New York, and 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 done a lot around the city, and uh, an opportunity for the Daily Show came about. And they were looking for a new warm-up guy, actually new backup, you know, substitute. And um, my name got, you know, dropped in there by one of you know some of the producers of the show, or or and writers or comedians as well. So. Uh, my name was thrown into the hat and I was given, you know, given a call and given the opportunity and how it works is I was, uh, I was, I was allowed to do one episode. Um, that's how you audition for it. Right. So I did one episode and, um, they brought me in the day before to, you know, to see the studio and to see a taping. And I was basically told, you know, you've got this opportunity because we think you're funny and we like you, but, it's ultimately John's call. So um, you're auditioning for him. So I did, I did the episode. I, and, and, you know, what's kind of cool is what I did is I, I thought I, want, I was such a fan of his and of the show, and I really wanted to do something in some way to tell him that we would get along well. Uh, 
in, in, in that, you know, we would, we're copacetic. So what I did is, I, one thing I knew is John and I are both huge, huge, huge uh, Bruce Springsteen fans. And I thought that would be a, a nice little nod. So what I did is when it came time to bring John Stewart out on stage, I gave, you know, I gave him what I call the Clarence Clemens intro, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, when they do that whole, uh, the, during 10th Avenue freeze out, do I have to say his name? Do I have to speak his name coming to you from the mean streets of New Jersey, all the way from Los Angeles, California, da da da, and the whole thing. And the audience goes crazy. And I, I bring John out, and the thing that I that just worked out perfectly that I didn't realize is when he, whenever he came out, any time for the show, they would blast uh, Bruce Springsteen music. So I gave him the intro, and he comes out to the swells of, of uh, Born to Run <laughs> and locks eyes with me and just mouths, wow. And that was it. I was in, and uh, from from you know from there on out, we were... Yeah, I was I was part of the team. We did a couple seasons at the Daily Show, and then a job opened up over at Colbert, so they moved me over there. And then uh, I ended up doing, I think the last count twenty, I think it's about twenty different TV shows I did. I ended up doing wow. one of them. That's well, see, yeah. flattery will get you everywhere. So you work That's that right. Out It'll get you everywhere. You'd, yeah, uh, you got to do something to stand out from the pack. Kevin Bartini is the uh, founder of the uh, uh, Berkshire Mountain. How I have to say, Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival. That's a lot to say, Kevin. You got to <laughs> say, but you can uh, find tickets and show info at four one three comedy dot com. It all kicks off this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on the show with us today. We appreciate it. And oh, best, my pleasure. And my best pleasure. of luck. I, thank you. It's been uh, I, I wanted to you know to hang out with you guys for a while. So this is really cool. Oh I come like on, you're just you're, you're just saying that. No, not at all. No? Absolutely, I dig your stuff. I I, I do. I like. Uh, I don't know. That's one of those cool things about doing, you know, the showbiz aspect and, and whatnot is there something about if the 12 year old me could see now. And one of those things is, you know, I can call the cool local rock station and, and talk to the guy, you know, that kind of stuff I get off on. Apparently you haven't listened in a while. You have horrible, horrible taste in things. Horrible taste in things. Kevin, thanks so much again. We're running out of time, but thanks so much for coming on with us this morning. We really hey, appreciate it. My pleasure, it. guys. Thanks you, so much. You bet. Kevin Bartini with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nagel and Rock 102. While we'd love to see you at this year's Mayflower Marathon at the Hall of Fame, if you can't make it but would like to